MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Today, the Sirius at the Glen. Sponsored by Nextel, the official sponsor of the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. NASCAR and Nextel, partners in speed. By AutoZone, get in the zone. AutoZone, by Haviland Motor Oils and Coolants. Add more life to your car with Haviland. By The Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. By MBNA, proud sponsor of the MBNA Mid-Race Leader Award. By Action Performance, the choice of champions for NASCAR licensed diecast collectibles and apparel. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See Featherlight at www.featherlightusa.com. By Mack Trucks Incorporated, two-way communications by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by Coca-Cola. Let's make it real. Welcome back to Watkins Glen International, where the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series is getting set to roll in the 22nd race of the 2004 season, the Sirius at the Glen. Again, along with Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Today's event, 90 laps, making up a total of 220.5 miles. And I guess the big issue on the line, Barney, we've talked a lot about this. We'll talk a lot more about it in the next few weeks. The fact that now we're just five weeks away from the chase for the Nextel Cup. For some drivers hoping to win a championship this year, each of these races are starting to get more and more serious. Yeah, there's uh, the actually the 11th through 15th position still very much in, in a position if they can have really good luck, come up with some top five finishes, some top ten finishes in the next few weeks, maybe uh, get in that top ten and have a shot at the next Hell Cup. Casey Kane, Jeremy Mayfield, Dale Jarrett, Jamie McMurray, and Mark Martin are the drivers that make up 11th through 15th. And as you said, we'll talk about that as the afternoon goes by. Right now, the field is rolling off pit road, and they'll make three laps around the Watkins Glen International Road Course before they cut them loose a little bit later here this afternoon. So why don't we take a swing around as the cars first go onto the racetrack and bring in voices to describe the areas uh, around this 2.45-mile road course. Dave Moody of Barry, Vermont, will be down at the, what we call the foot of the hill, turns one, two, and three, and th- up through the S's over there. And, Dave, that's a good place to watch the show here. One of the best seats in the house, Barney, no doubt about it. The front stretch here at Watkins Glen, more than 2,100 feet long, followed by a very tight 90-degree right-hand turn, known appropriately as the 90. The field then fans out for a long climb uphill through the right-left combination known as the S's then cresting the hill with another right-hand turn and spilling out onto an 1,800-foot back straightaway. Success at this end of the course requires a near-perfect mix of horsepower, handling, and good brakes, not to mention a healthy dose of driver skill and a bit of bravado as well. Never a dull moment at this end of the racetrack. We'll cover it all today. From our vantage point, high atop an observation tower at the head of the backstretch. Driver is really busy in the cockpit going to that portion of the race course because he is going right and left, as Dave Moody said. Once he comes out of the S's, it's the fastest part of this race course. Used to be a whole lot faster, but a few years back they put in what's called a bus stop or a chicane back there, and it sort of complicated the run down the back straightaway. To cover that part of the course this afternoon for MRN Radio, from Altamont, Illinois, Kurt Becker. Joe, as a result of those changes you just described, we are standing where the field goes 
goes from the fastest portion of the course to one of the slowest because as the drivers leave the backstretch, they downshift to second gear for that chicane or inner loop, and that is where they encounter a quick right-left-left-right combination with lots of passing often featured at the entrance to that corner. The field then spills onto the main track for the long downhill sweeping turn nine, then it's back up to third gear and on to the short stretch. We'll have all the action covered from our spot on a platform overlooking the grassy apron which borders the outside of turn nine. Field is working around this road course, and Barney, we talked a little bit earlier about how the fans work this racetrack. When I say work it, they walk. A lot of walking goes on here as a lot of the folks will camp out on the inside of the course and just walk around throughout the course of the afternoon and get a chance to see the angle from different perspectives all around that kind of unique to uh, racing here at Watkins Glen. Yeah, they'll pick out a spot and they'll watch uh, in turn, say, seven or eight for a while, and then they'll move on down and go to another corner, and they're able to do that. Even here in the front straightaway in this long grandstand, they do the same thing. They'll, they'll go up toward turn 11 where they spill back into the straightaway, but it's an interesting place to go racing. Field is just now passing the start-finish line. The next time they come by here, the green flag will be waving, and they'll be down to some hard-nosed racing here this afternoon. We talked about uh, guys that are good road racers. I just noticed looking back in some of my notes, and I'm sure you did the same thing, the uh, first road race we had this year, of course, was out at Infineon Raceway in Sonoma, California. And I was just noticing there were three names that normally don't run that strong at road courses that finished in the top ten out there, and they may do well here today. Jamie McMurray came home second in that race at Infineon. Michael Waltrip ran fourth. He's, uh, he would be the first to tell you he's not a great road racer. And Casey Mears ran seventh out there. So as I said a little bit earlier, we might see a new name in victory lane even today. By the same token, out at uh, Sears Point, uh, problems for Robbie Gordon. We kind, of, we kind of expected him to be the guy because he won both road course races last year here and at Infineon Raceway, but that was a very sour day for him. He came up way short of going to victory lane, so you just never know. You kind of look towards the road racing guys and say, okay, these guys have had a lot of success on road courses over the years, but I remember when Harry Gant was racing. He used to say he hated coming to these places. He had a couple of top five finishes here at Watkins Glen. Yeah, and Harry did hate road courses. He really, (laughs) really did. We should be getting the green when they come back around next time, as we said. A lot of things going to come into play today, particularly down on pit road, as our guys will be covering down there. Pit strategy will certainly make a big difference here this afternoon. Perfect pit stops. You just about have to make them here at this racetrack and uh, as we said if this race should go green all day which is very unlikely they've only done that one time in the history of the time we've been coming here uh, probably we will see at least three pit stops or maybe more there will be no free pass or lucky dog for drivers uh, lap down when caution flags come out, as uh, usually is the case on oval tracks around the country. Adam Alexander, I know you were talking to some of the crews this morning, and one of the concerns was brake wear today in this race. Yeah, that's exactly right, Joe. You used the brake so much getting into the corners, and several crew members that I talked to and even heard Jeff Gordon talk before the race today that brakes could be an issue this afternoon in the race. And I think in general, as Barney said, not only good work on pit road, but the drivers taking care of their race cars because anytime you come to a road course whether it be the gear that you bring here the the transmission that you're running there are so many different things that can go wrong and brakes certainly could be an issue as the afternoon wears on here today at Watkins Glen. Winston Kelly what kind of concern is there on tire wear in today's race? Well tire wear is not so much of a concern as fuel mileage is because some of the guys can go just barely the 30 laps and go 30 60 and 90 caution flags or not. Some said they may be able to stretch it as long as 34. So track position, very critical. Barney mentioned earlier pitch strategy. So when those caution flags come out, who has pitted, who has not, and where they end up on the racetrack, that's a bigger concern today than tire wear is.
Today's broadcast of the Sirius at the Glen is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Watkins Glen International to MRN Radio. Solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience, any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Field working up toward turn 11. They'll be coming on the front straightaway to get the green flag here very shortly. Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon are up on row one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Tony Stewart back in row two. Matt Kenseth and Elliot Sadler are in row three, Kurt Busch, Bobby Labonte in row four, and completing the top ten, Kevin Harvick and Ryan Newman. It'll be interesting to see how teammates Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon treat each other at the end of this front straightaway because that is typically where push comes to shove. Somebody's got to give going into the corner there. I'll bet they've already talked about what their plan is at the end of this uh, front stretch as soon as that green flag falls. Again, a perfect afternoon for racing. This place is jam-packed with race fans getting ready for the start of the 22nd race of the 2004 season. Again, 90 laps, making up 220.5 miles in the Sirius at the Glen. For the start, here's Barney Hall. Pace truck behind the pit wall. Green flag is in the air, and they're going to race off to turn number one. I'll almost bet that somebody gets off in that gravel trap before they get around that corner. They head down to turn one and over to two. Jimmy Johnson has the lead, slides through the inside lane. Second spot belongs to Jeff Gordon. He's feeling the heat already as Tony Stewart is right there, banging on the back bumper. Then five car lengths back to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Side-by-side, Matt Kenza and Elliott Sadler. They go wheel to wheel. Sadler will take the number five spot as they crest the hill and head for the back straightaway. Sadler scrambles back up in the line. Kenseth is still down low. He has plenty of company lined up both to his left and behind his machine as well. The field under braking coming into the chicane. Kenseth slides back up in front of Kurt Busch, blocks him off through the chicane as Bobby Labonte now is about to join them. All of this traffic lined up behind leader Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson now making his way off of turn number nine for the first time this afternoon. Jeff Gordon is right there. In fact, Gordon took a peek to the outside, now falls back in line, but he is close enough to put a move on him here in turn number 10. This time, though, he will stay there. Tony Stewart is second. Dale Earnhardt Jr., then Elliott Sadler. Long way back to Matt Kenseth. He is sixth teammate. Kurt Busch goes next. Right, Kurt Busch looking out of the inside to try to get by. Matt Kenseth feels he's going to have to fall back in line and hold his ground for now. They cross the start-finish line. Jimmy Johnson sews away, but it's Jeff Gordon now dropping down to the inside lane in turn one. Gordon will make the move to the inside, and he will take the lead away as they run through the 90. The door is open now for Tony Stewart. He'll put the challenge on Jimmy Johnson for the second spot. He takes it away as they make their way into turns two and three. So now it's Jeff Gordon, the leader. Two car lengths back to a charging Tony Stewart. Then Jimmy Johnson falling back into the clutches of Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Elliott Sadler. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in that fourth spot, closing in to challenge Jimmy Johnson for third. Thought about a move, started down to his right, has to back away for the entrance to the inner loop. So Earnhardt Jr. will settle back into the fourth spot. Everyone else lines up nose to tail. Jeff Gordon at the front of the field through the sweeping downhill turn nine. Watching Dale Earnhardt Jr. running in that four spot, running about two car lengths back from Jimmy Johnson. But up front, it is Jeff Gordon. He leads the way. Tony Stewart is right there. He takes a look to the inside. Tony Stewart wants the lead in turn 10. He will take it away from Jeff Gordon. Stewart out front. Gordon back to second. That is Jimmy Johnson and Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
Tony Stewart didn't waste any time in asserting this fact that he had a very strong race car and was willing to shove it out there. And he, right now, he grabs the lead, pulls away a couple of car lengths on Jeff Gordon as they head back to number one. Closing in right now for third place. That could be a scramble here very shortly. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. as they go through one and two. Jr. closing in on the back bumper of the Jimmy Johnson machine. Jeff Gordon has not given up the battle with Tony Stewart either. He's within two car lengths as they begin to climb the hill now through turns two and three. It's Tony Stewart, two car lengths back to Jeff Gordon. Two more to Jimmy Johnson. Then Dale Earnhardt Jr. feeling some heat from Elliott Sadler who peaks low to the back stretch. Sadler's forward to the outside of Earnhardt Jr. Chevrolet. Changes lanes down low. A tremendous move by Earnhardt Jr. throwing a block hard to the right just before they come off the end of the backstretch. That will be effective. It will force Sadler to cool it and get back into line behind Earnhardt Jr. as they race off the corner. Turn number nine is where they are at the moment. Out onto the short shoot. Here comes Tony Stewart. Then comes Jeff Gordon. Jimmy Johnson in that third spot. The battle's for fourth. Elliot, or excuse me, Elliot Sadler running in the fifth spot. About two make it three car lengths back from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Everybody single file this time. Tony Stewart Three-car length advantage over Jeff Gordon. Fifth-place battle again. Elliott Sadler trying to make the move on Dale Earnhardt Jr., who has the fourth position as they come back into the front straightaway. All the while, Tony Stewart starting to pull away a bit. He's got about four car lengths now over Jeff Gordon. It's Jimmy Johnson third, Earnhardt Jr. fourth, and Elliott Sadler fifth. Sadler riding into number five position. He's got about five car lengths in hand over Matt Kenseth. He rides in the sixth position. Seventh right now, Kurt Busch. He's got a rearview mirror full of Bobby Labonte. Just a couple of car lengths further back is the Kevin Harvick machine as the leaders press the hill. It's still Tony Stewart by three. Tony Stewart in front of the field with Jeff Gordon trying to get back up to challenge him for the top spot, but two car lengths separating the top two. Jimmy Johnson hangs on to third. No one stepping out of line this time by. No passing at the entrance to the chicane this time. Everyone just simply maintaining position, although here comes Gordon challenging Stewart again for the top spot. Last time off of turn number nine, Jimmy Johnson running towards or excuse me, Jimmy Spencer running towards the tail end of the field, made contact with somebody. He was slow last time by a lot of smoke out of the back end of his car. Up front, turn ten, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, one, two, Jimmy Johnson all by himself. Then comes Dale Earnhardt Jr., Elliot Sadler, best battle is for Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, Bobby Labonte, and Kevin Harvick. One car slowing on the course. It appears to be the car of Scott Wimmer. Very likely he'll be heading down the pit road. A couple of cars have already gone to the garage. Jimmy Spencer and Larry Gunselman. The leader is Tony Stewart. First yellow flag of the day is on the course right now at lap number six. Let's go out and find out why on the track. Brian Vickers and Dale Jarrett are sitting in the gravel trap just outside of the inner loop, Barney, because as they came off the end of the backstretch, contact between those two drivers. They both spun, and when you get into the gravel trap, the car tends to sink about halfway up the wheels. As a result, here come the safety crews now, and they are on the scene to remove those cars and get them back onto the race course. Those two guys were racing for the 19th position when the incident occurred there at the inner loop, and as uh, Kurt Becker reported, that uh, gravel it's just that to slow down the speeds when they come off that long straightaway on the back side of uh, this uh, Watkins Glen International course. And uh, it works very well in slowing down the cars, but again, makes a mess in trying to get the car out of there. Now, I was about to say uh, before we took that last commercial break that I was shell-shocked that we had run five laps almost at that time and nobody had run off the course, so to speak. We had a little incident uh, on the course a moment ago. It looked like a little contact when we talked about Scott Wimmer looping the car around over there. It looked like he had a little help in uh, one of the corners, but he is able to continue. Didn't lose too much ground, lost a few spots on the racetrack, but the car looks like it's going to be okay, and he is still out there running. This is the way they run under this first yellow. Tony Stewart is a leader. Jeff Gordon is second. Jimmy Johnson third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fourth. Elliott Sadler is fifth. Matt Kenseth sixth. 
Kurt Busch is 7th, Bobby Labonte is 8th, and Kevin Harvick ninth, and Ryan Newman 10th. Jamie McMurray is 11th, Jeremy Mayfield's 12th, Michael Waltrip 13th, Casey Kane is 14th, and 15th is Mark Martin. Casey Mears would be 16th, Robbie Gordon showed 17th, 18th Rusty Wallace, Joe Nemechek 19th, and Sterling Marlin was 20th. Running 21st is uh, Jeff Burton, 22nd is Greg Biffle, Ward Burton's 23rd, Terry Labonte 24th. Check this out, Ron Fellow started 43rd, he's 25th already, just six laps in. Dave Blaney's in 26th, Ricky Rudd's 27th, Brendan Gaughan is 28th, Ricky Craven 29th, and Todd Bodine 30th. Jeff Green is in 31st, Tom Hubert's 32nd, Ken Schrader's 33rd, Kyle Petty 34th, and Scott Riggs is 35th. Tony Ave is 36th, Scott Wimmer 37th, followed by Morgan Shepard, he's 38th, Hermie Sadler 39th, Dale Jarrett and Brian Vicker still stuck in the gravel pit over at the inner loop, and out of the race, the cars of Jimmy Spencer and Larry Gunzelman. Winston, very likely we'll see somebody on pit road, or maybe everybody, or just a few, or what? I don't think we're going to see everybody. I think a lot of guys are going to stay out there and keep that track position. We may see some guys come down pit road that are kind of on the borderline, or can they make it much more than 30 laps? We know Kyle Petty's going to bring bring his Georgia Pacific Dodge down pit road because when Jimmy Spencer had his problem on the racetrack, Kyle kind of got into the back of him. He slowed right in front of him, got in the back of him, so he's got some damage on the front. So I think we're going to see a selected number of drivers from the midsection of the pack on back to come down pit road. Kurt Becker, what's the progress being made over there and getting those cars out of the gravel? Progress is good for Brian Vickers. He is back underway, his car back onto the course, and the safety crew has just hooked the record of the front of Dale Jarrett's Ford. So as soon as his car is back onto the inner loop, they'll secure the hood and send him on his way as well. Just can't drive out of that stuff. You have to be pulled out. Well, once in a while you'll be able to, to get a car. I have seen a couple of times in this big gravel pit we have down at the uh, gravel trap at the entrance going off into turn number one, but more times than not, you do need a little assistance. Now, Dale Jarrett, we talked about being in trouble over there. Dale is one of those drivers that uh, this is the last thing in the world he needs is to lose positions and have to scramble on a road course to get back up there. Coming into this race today, he is 13th in Nextel points and hoping to get inside the top ten and have a shot at the Nextel Cup. So, uh, he didn't, he didn't want that to happen. Well, he didn't want it to happen under any conditions, but certainly not at this stage of the game. Again, this uh, race being sort of do or die for a lot of drivers who will confess to you readily they're not road racers. Just hoping to come out of here with as good a finish as possible and try to make up the slack uh, maybe in upcoming races when they get back on more familiar territory on ovals like next week at Michigan. We told you Ron Fellows have made up a lot of ground, started 43rd. He's already up to 25th. Robbie Gordon's come up a lot. He started 23rd. Robbie's made his way up to the 17th position. Now, Robbie and Jeff Gordon, again, no Ken whatsoever, but they were some of the fastest cars in the practice session here on Saturday afternoon. We'll talk more about that factor in a moment. First, we've got some track, uh, some action on the pit road. Let's go first to Danielle Fry. Well, Ken Schrader has brought his Dodge in. It's going to be four tires and fuel for him. Also, others making stop include uh, rookie Scott Riggs. The hood is up on Todd Bodine's machine. Dale Jarrett's just now bringing his battered race uh, race car down the track, and Brian Vickers has brought his uh, battered race car down to the track. He actually came on the radio and told his crew chief, Brian, uh, Peter Suspenso, that that was his fault. He got up on the curve and then got into Dale, and uh, then they both went into the gravel pit. So the rookie making a little bit of a mistake and taking blame for it. How about in front of uh, you, Winston? Any stops? Yeah, Kyle Petty's in, and Scott Wimmer, as we expected, some guys kind of toward the back of the pack. Scott Wimmer had lost some ground that Barney described earlier, so they came in, changed four tires, and filled it up with Sunoco gas. Same thing for Kyle Petty making some chassis adjustments and also just a little bit of cosmetic damage on the nose of his Dodge. They're putting some tape over it to help the aerodynamics on the front of his Dodge. How about in the midsection, Adam? Yeah, Dale Jarrett, one of the guys, a part of the caution, so he comes down pit road. They fueled the race car, put on four fresh 
Goodyear Eagles and now the crew concentrating on the right side. Some cracked sheet metal and also a wrinkled hood. So they're trying to beat the hood back down into the race car to help the aerodynamics of the UPS Ford. It kind of resembles a car after it's been on a drive in the country down at Old Gravel Road. You can see the dust from where he went through the gravel marks. They've got a piece of duct tape taping up the sheet metal on the right side. Dale Jarrett pulling away, spending more than a minute on the pit lane. Also on the midsection, Jeff Green and Ricky Craven came in. Four tires topped off the fuel tank and a chassis adjustment to help their ill-handling race cars. But everybody else at the front of the field will stay on the racetrack, and Tony Stewart continues to lead. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Don't want to wait weeks for your tax refund? Visit Jackson Hewitt Tax Service today. File your taxes with Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro how you could get $500 to $4,000 fast with a no-fee refund advance. Money when you need it. A 0% APR loan from Metabank available on a prepaid card fast, like today fast. Terms apply. Visit jacksonhewitt.com today. That's Jackson Hewitt. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The breakfast stampede meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. Enjoy our value favorites, like a sausage McMuffin with egg, just two for $4. And get an any-size McCafe premium roast coffee for just a buck. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Field should be getting ready to go back to green very shortly. Tony Stewart leads. Jeff Gordon's going to restart second. Jimmy Johnson, third. Dale Earnhardt Jr., fourth. Elliot Sadler, fifth. Matt Kenseth, sixth. Kurt Busch, seventh. Bobby Labonte, eighth. Kevin Harvick, ninth. And Ryan Newman, tenth. As they roll out of turn number 11 and in the front straightaway, we're watching the pace truck head behind the pit wall, and the green flag will be flying as they ease down to the start-finish line. See if Tony Stewart can hold off Jeff Gordon. Jeff's right on his bumper as the green flag comes back out. They set sail in a hurry. They get away from Jimmy Johnson, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets in a little trouble heading off into turn number one for a moment. He went to the inside. He may lose a spot over in turn two. Dale Earnhardt Jr. actually up to the number three position. Jimmy Johnson had a bit of trouble, allowed Jr. to go by on the left hand or outside of that 90-degree turn. So Jr. is up to the third spot. Jimmy Johnson regroups. He shot fourth. Fifth belongs to Kurt Busch. Then it's five car lengths back to Matt Kenseth, Elliott Sadler, and Bobby Labonte, who's challenged to the inside, headed to the back. This is a battle for the seventh position. Here comes Bobby Labonte, swung off to the right side of a big line of traffic, including Elliott Sadler. And Bobby Labonte completes the pass on Sadler, moves up one spot as the field spills back out on the turn number nine. The leader, Tony Stewart, is off the corner. 
Pair number nine, the right-hander, Tony Stewart, is there. Then comes Jeff Gordon. Then it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. The battle is up front. Top two, nose to tail. That is Tony Stewart under breaking in turn 10. Jeff Gordon is right there. Not close enough this time to do anything with him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. third. Here comes Robbie Gordon stacking him three wide in turn number 10. He's trying to pick up two spots on Michael Waltrip and Ryan Newman. Newman gets the grass. Gordon gets the position. Great battle going on there. Back for about the 10th position between Ryan Newman, Robbie Gordon, and Michael. Michael Waltrip. Tony Stewart, though, shows the way at lap nine. From Watkins Glen International, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Tony Stewart's lead is now just uh, not quite a half second over Jeff Gordon with Dale Earnhardt Jr. up to third. Jimmy Johnson moved up to fourth. Kurt Busch is fifth. Matt Kenseth is in the sixth position. Ron Fellows has picked up yet two more spots. He's up to 23rd. Robbie Gordon has gained another spot or two. He's running 13th but in a manner in which it caused NASCAR to call down and tell his crew to tell him to calm down a little bit. Robbie a little over-anxious in the opening laps of today's race. Well, you have to get aggressive sometimes on a road course, and uh, Robbie right now trying to make up all the positions he can. As, uh, let's pick him up out on the course as they head up toward the back stretch and maybe the inner loop up there. Field is working through the inner loop, Barney. Here comes Elliot Sadler. He has lost a couple of positions in the last two laps. He has slid back into ninth, and then four more cars behind him. We come to Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon off of turn number nine. He's got Michael Waltrip right in front of him. The leaders, Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon, already off turn number 10. Robbie Gordon, though, right behind Michael Waltrip. In front of Waltrip comes Jeremy Mayfield, Jamie McMurray, and Elliot Sadler. This battling going on from 13th all back as they work their way onto the front stretch. Robbie Gordon trying to pick up yet another spot, but Michael Waltrip being very racy here this afternoon. Not uh, one of those guys you typically look at as a good road racer, but he's holding his own right now. But very busy holding off Robbie Gordon. Robbie dives underneath him, trying to make the move at the end of the front stretch. Michael Waltrip drives deep onto the outside of that 90-degree right-hander and will hold off Robbie Gordon and hold him off with authority as he pulls away by three carling. They begin to climb the hill now through turns three and four. Michael Waltrip make it five carlings the advantage. He is beaten back to charge of Robbie Gordon, at least for now. Michael Waltrip in the 12th position. Robbie Gordon still in the 13th spot. The leaders work their way back through the inner loop. Daylight opening up among various positions in the top ten, although Tony Stewart still struggling to break free from second place, Jeff Gordon. Tony Stewart with about a five-car length advantage over Jeff Gordon. And it's a long way back to Dale Earnhardt Jr. He is all alone in the third spot. Then comes Jimmy Johnson and Kurt Busch. Their nose to tail. Matt Kenseth and Bobby Labonte, same way. Again, we fall further back and pick up Robbie Gordon riding in that 13th spot. Not close enough again to do anything at all with Michael Waltrip. They'll head down to the line, put 12 laps on the scoreboard of the 90 that will make up the for the Sirius at the Glen here this afternoon. A little type, different type of driving for a lot of these guys, certainly on a road course. The majority of turns that you make here are to the right, although there are left and right turns. But a lot of times you have to put your thinking cap on and decide wh- which way you want to go when you get down to a corner. The field goes over to turn three. Front two remain unchanged. It's Tony Stewart. Three car lengths over Jeff Gordon. A long gap back to Dale Earnhardt Jr. who rides alone in third. Good tight battle for fourth and fifth. Jimmy Johnson with two car lengths in hand over a fast closing Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch in a Ford looks to the inside down to the right of Jimmy Johnson. Chevrolet now has to scramble back up toward his left and will have to follow the tire tracks of Johnson through the the inner loop. Further ahead, checking on the battle for the lead. Tony Stewart still the leader. His car slips off of turn nine, allowing Jeff Gordon to close in. And he is closed in now to about a half a car length. Battle up front. Tony Stewart's got the lead. Jeff Gordon is second, and he is closing. Back to the left-hander that makes up turn number ten. Tony Stewart easily through 
there. Gordon will follow. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now through. Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch. Good battle continues between Matt Kenseth and Bobby Labonte. Look for a while like Tony Stewart would drive away and leave Jeff Gordon, but he has indeed closed up again to within maybe two or three car lengths. Meanwhile, Ron Fellows continues to gain positions. He's moved up another spot, now running in the 22nd position. And another change closer to the front. Kurt Busch goes to the inside of Jimmy Johnson. Kurt gets by and picks off the fourth position as they head to turn two. And a challenge closer still to the front. In fact, for the lead, Tony Stewart put a nose to the inside of Jeff Gordon heading for turn two, but Gordon gets good acceleration off the turn, pulls back away by two car lengths. Stewart falls back in line in position number two. So Jeff Gordon back at the front of the field has a two and a half car length advantage over Tony Stewart. Still a gap of nearly ten more car lengths back to Dale Earnhardt Jr. who rides in third. The leader, Jeff Gordon, through the inner loop, back onto the main course, downhill through turn number nine with a three car length advantage over Tony Stewart in second. Jeff Gordon makes the right-hander out onto the short shoot, and there is Tony Stewart right with him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now starting to close in on the leaders just a little bit. Then comes Kurt Push. Good battle behind them. It is Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth, and Bobby Labonte for position. Jimmy Johnson put the left side tires into grass. Kenseth was right there. Bobby Labonte even closer yet. A good three-car battle off of turn 10. Pretty hard scrambling on the course as they come back down to the line. They will put 14 laps on the scoreboard right now with Jeff Gordon being posted as the leader as they head back off into turn number one. The front two beginning to pull away from everybody else. The front two being Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart. Earnhardt Jr. has now fallen two and a half seconds back in third place. And he's got about another two seconds ahead of the fourth place machine of Kurt Busch. Another long gap back to that good three-car battle we've been talking about. Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth, Bobby Labonte, each of them separated by about two car lengths as they crest the hill coming out of turn four. Head for the back straightaway. It continues to be Johnson, Kenseth, and Labonte in single file. All of that traffic lined up from fifth position on back. Jimmy Johnson riding in fifth. Matt Kenseth looks to the outside. That's not the place to pass on the back stretch. Kenseth knows it. He sets up instead for the entrance to the inner loop. At the same time, Kenseth has to keep an eye on Bobby Labonte, who rides in the seventh position, trying to track down Matt Kenseth off turn nine. Watching the battle for the fifth spot. Jimmy Johnson has it. He makes the right-hander. That is turn nine. Down the short shoot. Matt Kenseth about two car lengths back. Three more back to Bobby Labonte. Behind them, a good battle. Kevin Harvick is there. Elliot Sadler, Jamie McMurray, also Robbie Gordon. At this time, again, he takes a look inside Michael Waltrip. Waltrip slams the door. Robbie Gordon will have to follow. Meanwhile, Casey Mears comes down pit road. Let's cover the stop. Scheduled stop for Casey Mears at lap 14, Joe. Four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment. We talked about the various strategies that could play out here today. Their thought process, come down pit road here and probably could do it on two more stops, hoping track position will go their way in the latter stages of this afternoon. Serious at the Glen. We're at lap 15 of 90. Jeff Gordon leads Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kurt Busch, and Jimmy Johnson. Caution flag is waving for the second time over the Sirius at the Glen for an incident in turn one. Sterling Marlin comes out on the losing end of this one, Joe. Perhaps some contact with Greg Biffle as they raced into that 90-degree right-hand turn number one. Marlin's car got turned around, nosed into the tire barrier on the right hand or inside of that turn. Heavy damage on the right front corner of the Coors Light Dodge. Greg Biffle's machine uh, did not spin. He was able to keep it pointed in the right direction. Safety crews are there. Marlin tried to drive away, but it looks like they're going to need the record now for the Sterling Marlin machine at the exit of turn number one. Sterling was running 22nd at the time. From Watkins Glen International, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Don't want to wait weeks for your tax refund? Visit Jackson Hewitt Tax Service today. 
File your taxes with Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro how you could get $500 to $4,000 fast with a no-fee refund advance. Money when you need it. A 0% APR loan from Metabank available on a prepaid card fast, like today fast. Terms apply. Visit jacksonhewitt.com today. That's Jackson Hewitt. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. Enjoy our value favorites, like a sausage McMuffin with egg, just two for $4. And get an any-size McCafe premium roast coffee for just a buck. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm, yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Today's broadcast of the Sirius at the Glen on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Budweiser. Grab a cold, fresh Budweiser because fresh beer tastes better. By the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Coca-Cola, let's make it real. And by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR available at Sears. Craftsman makes anything possible. Sears, where else? Caution flag is out for an incident at turn one when Sterling Marlin spun there. Watching the next television screen, we're seeing the replay. Apparently, he was involved there in an incident with Greg Biffle. And looking at the damage, uh, Dave Moody, apparently that backs that up. Fairly severe, Joe, uh, to the right front corner of the Sterling Marlin machine, but a bit of a divot in the right rear that seems to correspond with a left front damage on the Greg Biffle Ford. Biffle looked like he was trying to fight his way down to the inside of Sterling Marlin. Contact was made that sent the Marlin Dodge spinning. I'll tell you, almost any time you try to put a move on on a road course, unless you're right in the middle of a straightaway, one of the straight stretches, if you're doing it in a turn or going into the turn, it's so easy to make contact with somebody. And in nine times out of ten, if you touch another car, one of you is going to go into the uh, guardrail or into the wall down there. And we've seen it many, many times, particularly going off into turn number one. We are working the second caution flag of the afternoon here at Watkins Glen International. 15, 15 laps at the caution came out a moment ago. We're at lap 16 right now. We understand pit road will be closed when they come around this time, so it will be another lap around the course before they go into the pit area. Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Earnhardt Jr., Kurt Busch, and Jimmy Johnson are the top five. Jimmy starting up at the front of the field on the bud pole here this afternoon by virtue of leading the points coming in here because qualifying was rained out. But, Joe, he is losing ground, not being able to, to uh, stay up there at all. He's yeah. back in fifth. He's got a couple of guys who are really working him over, like Kurt Busch and uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who have moved up there in front of him, taking positions three and four. Meanwhile, we talked about the road racers, how well they're doing. Or Robbie Gordon, for one, has picked up a couple more spots. And Ron Fellows, you know, everybody says, okay, the road racers have the advantage coming to a road course, whether here or in Finneon Raceway. And Fellows says, yeah, they have a bit of an advantage, but that thing goes both ways, too. The advantage that I have, or... or uh or Scott Pruitt. Yeah, we're road racing every week. The regulars, their advantage is they know these cars inside out because they're driving these every week. Uh, so it's, you know, is it, is it a trade-off? Perhaps. Um, 
but you know, I think I think the more the more practice time you get, obviously, will favor the guys that are uh, maybe not as comfortable. So that's uh, you know, it is what it is, and. Some of the stuff we just don't have any control over, I'm afraid. Comfort, I think, is a big word, Barney, for guys, uh, no matter if you're a road racing specialist or just a Nextel Cup driver who runs two road courses a year, just getting the car to where it feels neutral out there and you feel comfortable in the race car. Well, the, the advantage, if the road racers like uh, Ron Fellows has over anybody else or Boris said or people who run these things from time to time, it is knowing where to break going into the corners, where to pick up the throttle a little bit more so than these guys do. But it's interesting to watch them go head-to-head every time we come to the two road courses. Bobby Labonte was talking the other day, says, you know, we learn a lot from the road racers. A few years ago, they showed up with these bigger brakes than we'd ever used before, and now everybody in the Cup Series has those bigger brakes on their cars when they come to a road course. And, and you better believe the guys out there are watching where these guys run, where they make their passes, where the passing zones are. They learn from that, so in a way, it's another kind of advantage for the Cup guys just learning from the uh, road racing specialist. Now let's get a NASCAR performance tip brought to you by Ray Bestus, the best in brakes. Sir- Field continues working on the caution flag, the second one of the day. Again, this one coming out when Sterling Marlin got tangled up with Greg Biffle, and Marlin got the uh, short end of that deal. His car's been taken back to the garage to join those of Todd Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, and Larry Gunselman. Now, pit road is open this time. It was closed the last time by because Marlin's car was blocking the exit down uh, off of turn number one, but this time the car's been moved. The field works behind the pace car, and we'll be heading down the pit lane. Remember, Casey Mears already came in just before the caution. Worked out perfect for him. He came in, caught back up with the field when the caution flag came out, and so good planning there, at least a lot of luck for the target Dodge team. Now everybody else comes down the pit lane at lap number 18, making their way off the course. Actually, I say everybody else. It's not everybody, because Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, and others stay out. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr. brings the Budweiser Chevrolet in. They're working on the left side since this is a road course. Now they're moving over to the right-hand side. Four tires and fuel for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Michael Waltrip is also in. Four tires and fuel for him. He was a little bit loose, so they made a wedge adjustment. Others making stops include Scott uh, Riggs and Ken Schrader. Now down to Winston Kelly. Jimmy Johnson, the first down pit road. Problems on that machine. They've lost first gear, but other than leaving pit road, it shouldn't be a problem. Robbie Gordon, easily the first off of pit road. He's going to be followed by Dale Earnhardt Jr., down here, Jeremy Mayfield getting four tires in fuel. Casey Kane has to back his car up to get around Scott Wimmers. He's going to lose a tremendous amount of time. Also on pit road, the machine of Ryan Newman. Kevin Harvey gets four tires in fuel. They're working on the left front of Greg Biffle, where they had some contact with Sterling Marlin. He's still sitting here to the midsection and Adam. Three cars that came down pit road at lap seven back down here under the caution flag this time. That would be Dale Jarrett, Jeff Green, and Ricky Craven getting four tires in fuel. Joining them on pit road for the first time this afternoon. Brendan Gaughan brought his Dodge down. Four tires, fuel, and an adjustment. Joe Nemechek was on pit road. Jeff Burton here. Tom Humert. Ricky Rudd also on the pit lane. These stops taking place at lap 18. And pit strategy already coming into play. As Joe told you, almost uh, the top 10 elected to stay on the racetrack. Jeff Gordon did not come in. Neither did Tony Stewart or Kurt Busch. Uh, Matt Kenthus stayed on the racetrack. So did Bobby Labonte. So did Elliot Sadler, Jamie McMurray, Mark Martin. Rusty Wallace is still out there. He didn't pit, and neither did Jeff Burton. So this is going to throw the, throw some guys off kilter as far as a pit stop, but it brings strategy into play, and let's see how it's going to work out. It's 18 laps complete. We're back under green. Jeff Gordon takes him down to turn two. And the log jam will be from second on back. Gordon gets away by a couple of car lengths. Tony Stewart second. Kurt Busch followed by Matt Kenseth and Bobby Labonte. Jamie McMurray loses a spot as Elliott Sadler gets the jump on him, takes the spot away in turn one as they crush the top 
Elliott Sadler up into the sixth position, and he now will hold that spot as the field works its way into the inner loop. No one steps out of line off the end of the backstretch. Elliott Sadler checking his progress. He closes in behind Bobby Lobotti. That would be the battle for the fifth position beginning to shape up. Lobotti has it for now, but Sadler trying to take it away. Here comes the field now off of turn number nine. Jeff Gordon at the front of the field watching Kurt Busch riding in that third spot right behind Tony Stewart by a car length. Everybody knows to tail at least this time back into turn number ten. Gordon, Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, Matt Kenseth, and Bobby Lobotti. That's your top five. Single file for now as they come back to start finish to complete lap number 20. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification of the motor racing event. Today, our turn coverage by Dave Moody, Kurt Becker, and Jeff Striegel. Currently showing 37 cars still on the lead lap. At lap number 20, Jeff Gordon is the race leader. So far today, there's been two different lead changes among three drivers. Out of the race with the cars of Larry Gunselman, Jimmy Spencer, Todd Bodine, and Sterling Marlin. Let's go to the garage and see if Danielle Fry has caught up with Sterling. Well, Joe, Sterling Marlin has come out of the infield care center. He was actually underneath the... Do- the uh, the car, the, the Coors Light Dodge, trying to help his crew chief, Lee McCall, and all the guys. A lot of heavy damage done to the right side of this car and also to the rear end. Let's try and see if we can step in here and get a word with Sterling. Sterling, a lot of damage to, done to your car today. Uh, what was the problem? Uh, the bug eyed dummy at 16, I guess. You know, just drove in there way over his head. And I give him room. And the uh, figure's going to die. Bob give him room. And we're fine to come off the corner. And got against the one time. And uh, Matt. I don't drive like that. And, uh, you know, same thing you done to Gordon up here last year, just turn him around. So uh, yeah, we don't forget. Joe and Barney, early on here at the uh, road course race here at Watkins Glen, tempers are a little bit flaring. You'd expect that at short tracks, but uh, maybe not so much here at road course races. No, you see it once in a while at road course, but at Martinsville and some of the tracks like that, and Bristol certainly more prevalent, but uh, today it starts a little early here at the Glen. It's 21 laps complete. Let's run you back through the top 20. Jeff Gordon leads. Tony Stewart second. Kurt Busch is third. Matt Kenseth fourth. Bobby Labonte is fifth. And Elliott Sadler sixth. Jamie McMurray is seventh. Mark Martin's eighth. Ninth is Jeff Burton. Rusty Wallace is tenth. Ward Burton is eleventh. Twelfth is Robbie Gordon. Thirteenth is Terry Labonte. Fourteenth is Casey Mears. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 15th. Kevin Harvick is 16th. 17th is Michael Waltrip. 18th is Jeremy Mayfield. 19th, Dave Blaney. And 20th is Ricky Rudd. Now, a number of the guys did come in and make pit stops, but as Barney said, about uh, the front 10 or so did not come in and make a stop. That's why they're kind of jumbled up a bit. So let's take a little bit further back in the field and uh, show you who your favorite driver is. Joe Nemechek is 21st currently. Jimmy Johnson, who started on the pole, is back in 22nd. Casey Kane's 23rd. Brendan Gaughan's 24th. Got Ricky Craven and Jeff Green. 25th and 26th. Rest of the top 30 are Ron Fellows. He's 27th. Scott Wimmer, Morgan Shepard, and Ryan Newman. That is the top 30 at lap 22. Let's pick up the cars up in the S's. Challenge for the number 7 position. Mark Martin fights his way. Takes the right-hand side move on Elliott Sadler. He'll pick up a position. One driver having problems right now is Jimmy Johnson. He's lost five positions in the last lap. He's going to lose another one. Make it two. Jeff Green moves underneath him. Dale Jarrett moves underneath him as they climb the hill and head for turn number five. Some major problems right now for Jimmy Johnson. That will put Jimmy Johnson back toward the tail end of the top 25. 
all of that traffic working its way through the inner loop as the field spills back onto the short stretch. And it's going to be Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart. They are nose to tail. They've been that way the last several laps. Tony Stewart close enough to put a move on if he wants to be aggressive. And this time by, he does not. He will follow Jeff Gordon. That's your top two. They're back in turn 11. Whole key at this place is good pit stops, as we told you a little bit earlier. And the other key is to keep that car on the course. Don't run off in the gravel pit. Don't get the wall, hit the walls here. Don't do any damage to it. And Tony Stewart right now knows how good that car is, and so does the man he's chasing, Jeff Gordon. They run first, second as they go to turn one, and Kurt Busch is third. Ryan Newman has fallen all the way back to 29th position. Winston Kelly, what happened on that pit stop? Well, he was on pit road a long time. He had called in earlier before the pit stop and said the brakes were a bit mushy, didn't have as much as he would like. Then right before they had, before that caution came out, he said we had virtually no brakes, so Crew Chief Matt Borland called the shot, said let's bleed the brake line to see if that's going to help. So that's a big deal. Currently 10th in the next Hell Cup point standings, just 20 points ahead of Casey Kane. So that's a huge deal. The points leader, Jimmy Johnson's called in. They lost first gear earlier, and he's saying the engine just doesn't sound up to par. Very unusual for Hendrick Motorsports engine, but the engine not sounding up to par for Jimmy Johnson. A couple of guys on pit road, Adam. Yeah, Jeff Burton came down pit road, lap 23. This part of the game plan, four tires, fuel, and they are in their window now, hopefully be able to do this on a couple of stops. So that's the thought process here, Joe. Come down and then play the track position game in the latter stages. Terry Labonte also came in. The Kellogg's machine was on the pit lane. Terry, a former, uh, well, two times he finished runner-up here at Watkins Glen. has never gone to victory lane. Let's pick up the battle for the lead. It's heated up once again as Tony Stewart is all over Jeff Gordon. He tried to make a pass the last time they went down at the end of the back straightaway. And this time might get it done in turn two. Jeff Gordon drifts high in turn number two. Diving underneath is Tony Stewart. He blows Gordon away and just drives off with the lead. They climb the banking. By the time they get to turn number five, it'll be Tony Stewart by ten carling. Gordon now falling back into the clutches of Kurt Busch in third. No contest for the top spot. Tony Stewart, plenty of open racetrack ahead of him as he comes back through the inner loop. But Jeff Gordon does have his hands full because Kurt Busch closes in within a couple of car lengths. That is the battle for the runner-up position at this point. Jeff Gordon has it. Kurt Busch trying to put himself in a position to take it away as they hit the short stretch. Tony Stewart, first car off of turn number nine, out onto the back straightaway, and just a moment ago, Jimmy Johnson, and it did not appear as though that car was under power. He was very slow coming through turn number 10. That's not the case for Tony Stewart. He's your leader off turn 10. And Jimmy Johnson's car is being pushed back to the garage area, and we'll find out here very shortly if they'll try to get it back in or if he has a problem that's going to put him out for the day. We are at lap 25. Tony Stewart is the new leader as he just took it away from Jeff Gordon. 26 laps on the board. Tony Stewart is the leader. Jeff Gordon is second. Kurt Busch is still third. Matt Kenseth fourth. And Bobby Labonte is fifth. Jamie McMurray is showing in sixth place. Seventh, Mark Martin. Then Rusty Wallace, Ward Burton, and Robbie Gordon make up the top ten. We told you a moment ago that Jimmy Johnson was being pushed back to the garage area. Daniel Fry is in that vicinity. What's going on? Well, the hood is up on the the low Chevrolet, and it looks like they're going to go ahead and uh, maybe... Maybe try and get it fixed. I'm not really sure what the problem is. Jimmy Johnson has climbed out of the car and is over uh, talking with uh, his team owner, Rick Kendrick, and we'll try and slide in momentarily and get a word from him. And that's is that tough. the second time? Yep, they had engine problems last week in Indianapolis. For the point leader to follow up uh, a, a day like that with a day like this is looking at here today, 
is uh, really big. And uh, matter of fact, checking the points, Jeff Gordon has taken over the championship points lead as of this moment. He wasn't that far behind Jimmy Johnson. But again, closing in on the chase for the Nextel Cup. He's already locked in. So whatever happens in these remaining races, he will be a contender for the championship this year. We've had three lead changes among three different drivers here today. And currently, we are showing 34 drivers still on the lead lap. Only two caution flags have waved. The first on lap five when Brian Vickers and Dale Jarrett got together over in the inner loop. And then Sterling Marlin making uh, contact with Greg Biffle in turn number one. That caution came out on lap number 15. Out of the race are the cars of Jimmy Johnson. Sterling Marlin is out. Also Todd Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, and Larry Gunselman. This mid-race update is brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 80 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a NASCAR event, be sure to visit one of the familiar green MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying. Pit stops right now. Let's go downstairs, Adam. Lap 28, Mark Martin is in and his Roush Racing teammate six stalls behind him. That would be the machine of Kurt Busch. Just behind them, Matt Kenseth. All these guys going to get four tires and fuel at lap 28. Kenseth going to be the quickest off the pit lane. Then it's Busch and Martin also on pit road. Jeremy Mayfield to Winston Kelly. And Jeremy just tops it off with fuel pulls away. He got four tires and fuel on lap 18. So definitely a strategy slot. Same thing for the machine of Ryan Newman. Fuel only. The pit board is out for the leader Tony Stewart. He did not come in earlier so expect him down this time around along with Bobby Labonte for four tires and fuel. Let's check in the garage. Well, Jimmy Johnson has now stepped inside his uh, transporter with uh, crew chief Chad Knauss. Still trying to look underneath the hood to see what the problem is, but uh, a lot of grim faces. But I can report that Jimmy and Chad gave each other high fives, basically told each other to keep their heads up and uh, went inside the transporter. Tony Stewart is on pit road. So is Jeff Gordon as he heads down to his pit right now. Let's pick up Tony Stewart and cover that stop. Lap number 29. He's 10 pit stalls away. Now three, two, one. And he comes to the attention of the Home Depot crew. Comes to a very smooth stop. They're going to make a slight chassis adjustment. It's going to be with Wedge. The car handling very good for Tony. They wheel around to the left side of the car. His teammate, Bobby Labonte, two pit stalls back. They're jacked it up on the right side. Now, remember, we pit it in reverse order, left side and then right side here on the road course. 15.9 seconds to stop for Tony Stewart. Work completing now on Bobby Labonte's car as Jeff Gordon pulls away. He's going to fall out a number of seconds behind the machine of, of uh, Tony Stewart. Labonte pulls away. Then Rusty Wallace and Jamie McMurray. There were guys in front of you, Adam. Yeah, one of those machines, as you talked about, Winston, was the machine of Jeff Gordon. The leader came down, four tires fuel for him, and also making a stop at lap 29, the net zero Chevrolet of Ward Burton. So a couple of guys coming in, and as we told you, there will be some varying uh, strategies employed on pit road, and we've seen a number of it already here this afternoon. So just about uh, everybody in the field, maybe there's like pockets of, uh, of cars that are in similar you know, pitting uh, windows. But uh, there's a lot of different ones already, and we're just 29 laps into the 90 that make up the series at the Glen. Back at Watkins Glen, Hermie Sadler is in the gravel at the other end of the race course from where we had uh, a similar issue earlier this afternoon. Let's check back in with Dave Moody. Well, he is fully aground, Joe. He has uh, run it up onto the beach. Hermie, who's been struggling most of the afternoon, is out in that deep gravel. The only chance you have of getting out under your own power is to never stop, and, and he has stopped sitting sideways. The record crews are out there hooking onto his machine, and they'll get him towed back to the asphalt here momentarily. As Joe told you, we're under the third caution flag of the afternoon when Hermie spun off into the gravel pit going off into turn number one. And we had several pit stops and some changes at the front of the field. 
The drivers that did not come in that first uh, round of pit stops under the caution have now made their stops. As uh, we said a moment ago, Tony Stewart came in. So did Jeff Gordon. Bobby Labonte was on pit road, along with Jamie McMurray and Rusty Wallace, some of the cars that didn't come in and were a little bit off sequence from everybody else. 31 laps are complete. Robbie Gordon now shows as the leader. Casey Mears has moved up to second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Joe Nemechek fifth. Michael Waltrip, 6th. Ron Fellows all the way up to 7th. Casey Kane, 8th. ninth is Ricky Rudd. And 10th is Brendan Gaughan. Dave Blaney is in 11th. Ricky Craven is up to 12th. Greg Biffle is 13th. 14th is Jeff Green. 15th is Scott Wimmer. Tom Hubert shows in 16th. And Kyle Petty, 17th. Tony Stewart, 18th. Ken Schrader, 19th. And Jeff Gordon make up the top 20. Let's take you on further in the running order here as we work this caution flag. Jeremy Mayfield is now 21st. Morgan Shepard is shown 22nd. Kurt Busch is 23rd, Mark Martin 24th, and Matt Kenseth is in the 25th position. 26th is Bobby Labonte, 27th Rusty Wallace, 28th is Jamie McMurray, Ward Burton is 29th, and Ryan Newman is 30th, 31st is Jeff Burton, 32nd Terry Labonte, Scott Riggs is 33rd, Elliot Sadler 34th, and Hermie Sadler is shown in 35th, again in the gravel off turn one. 36th is Dale Jarrett, 37th Brian Vickers, Tony Ave is 38th, those are the cars that are still running. And the cars in the garage include Jimmy Johnson, Sterling Marlin, Todd Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, and Larry Gunsman. Here's some more of the front runners. The cars on the lead lap, hitting the pit lane at lap 32. Dale, Dale Jarrett brings it down pit road third time. He's been on the pit lane this afternoon. Left side tires are on. Going to be a four-tire stop for him as they swing around to the right side of his machine. couple of pit stalls behind him. Jeff Green is on the pit lane. Tom Hubert is in. And the pit board is out for Jeff Burton. He will make his second stop of the afternoon. Winston Kelly. And with a hole poked in the nose to the left front of the Subway National Guard Ford. Greg Biffle, the first off of pit road. He'll barely beat Dale Jarrett, Jeff Green, Brian Vickers. Scott Wimmer also on with four tires and fuel. Same thing for Kyle Petty, Georgia Pacific Dodge. Still a lot of damage to the left front of that Greg Biffle machine where he and Sterling Marlin got together to bring out one of the caution flags earlier today. Robbie Gordon is the leader, and Winston, I think I had him uh, in the pits at about lap 18. If they need to go the max and stretch it out, how many laps are we looking at? Well, I'll tell you what, Barney, we've, we've heard some guys talk about being able to go as much as 34. Just talked to one team that said, they think they may be able to stretch it 39 laps. They came in on lap number 18, and they're counting back from lap 57. So we're going to have to check with Robbie Gordon's crew to see if they can actually go that far, that, that much of the distance, and split it with one more pit stop. 32 laps complete. Robbie Gordon is the leader. Today's broadcast of the Sirius at the Glen on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Wachovia, so you can bank any way, any place, any time. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. By Sunoco Gasoline, if it's good enough for NASCAR, it's good enough for your car. And by Alltel, we do wireless the way you do wireless. Alltel, you got that right. We are still under a yellow flag condition. They're cleaning up around the speedway or the racetrack, the road course here, I should say, and be a little bit yet before we go back to green. A couple of things developing real quick. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is out of the event. Let's see if we can get a word from him. Well, Jimmy Johnson's uh, back out here in the garage area. Jimmy, second week in a row, you guys have experienced mechanical failure. Any idea what happened? Yeah, this one's all my fault. I can't blame anyone but myself. Uh, I was going from second gear to third gear, and and uh, with the new shifter and transmission, I was trying, and I I put it in first gear and knocked first gear out of the race car, and then uh, that over rev hurt the engine and took us out. 
obviously you'd want to have all this bad luck happen right now and before the 10 races to go. Yeah, I mean, the way the system is, you can kind of have uh, some bad days. We hate to have them. I'm real disappointed in myself, but uh, we'll just, you know, move forward and get ready for that final 10. That's the words of Jimmy Johnson as his Lowe's Chevrolet has already been loaded on the truck and is ready to go home. While that's going on to the other end of pit road, Boris said is headed down to the Home Depot pits. Winston? Boris said has made it to the Home Depot pit. He's talked to Greg Zipidelli, the crew chief on the machine, and uh, they're talking about putting him in for Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart feeling a bit under the weather, has a bit of an upset stomach uh, and leg cramps a bit, so uh, Boris said is here. He's got his helmet on. They've been talking about whether or not uh, Tony Stewart is going to be able to stick it out the rest of the day. But just looking from the uh, reactions from the crew members, looks like Tony Stewart may be getting out of the race car, and they know they had a car capable of winning. But Boris said can certainly drive the wheels off of one. He'll have to play a catch-up a little bit if they do make a driver change, and we'll certainly stay on top of that story. They're coming back around, and this time they will go green at lap 34. Robbie Gordon will be the man at the head of the field. Casey Beer is going to restart second. Earnhardt Jr. third. Kevin Harvick fourth. And Joe Nemechek fifth. Michael Waltrip's having a good day. He's been up in the top ten off and on most of the day. He is sixth right now. Ron Fellows is going to restart seventh. Casey Kane eighth. Ricky Rudd ninth. And Brendan gone tenth. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Raybestos Breaks are the official breaks of NASCAR. 33 laps are complete so far in the Sirius at the Glen. 90 make up the total distance here this afternoon. Already a very entertaining race. We've had four lead changes among four different drivers and three caution flags have waved so far. Still in the lead lap are 34 cars. And Robbie Gordon, who won this race last year, very disappointed at Infineon Raceway earlier this year that he didn't back up his previous win there with another trip to victory lane, is the man now in charge here at Watkins Glen. And again, Barney, as we talked, he's uh, one of those guys on a little bit different uh, pitting schedule than everybody else, and there must be at least five or six different uh, uh, pitting windows that are currently being employed here. Yeah, there's at least uh, half the field on one schedule, so to speak, and about half the field on another. Going to be interesting to see right now when they get ready to go back to green, back in 15th position. That's where Jeff Gordon is going to restart, and he has proven he can stay up there all afternoon. Tony Stewart's going to restart 13th. As we said, there is a possibility that Tony might come out of the car having some leg cramps and uh, not feeling that well here this afternoon. We'll follow on that in just a moment. Boris said is in the pit in case he does need a relief driver. Here comes the field off turn number 11, rolling into the front straightaway. They're about to go green at lap 34, and that will give us 56 laps remaining to be run. Pace truck goes in behind the pit wall. Robbie Gordon sitting on ready as they come down to the start-finish line. Green flag goes in the air, and he gets gone in a hurry. Uh, he gets away from Casey Mears. Casey's under fire, and so is Dale Earnhardt Jr. We're going to have a big mess down in turn number one if somebody doesn't give a little bit as they head to the corners. Let's see if somebody will. The answer so far is no, but they may make it through anyway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. under attack from Joe Nemechek. Michael Waltrip is in it as well, right behind them, side by side. Ron Fellows trying to make a move on Ricky Rudd. Rudd holds him off. Just about everybody now filtered down to single file. The only double file battle, Tony Stewart right now, going to the left-hand side. That's the outside of turn five as he attacks Dave Blaney. 
That is side-by-side, side, back around the 12th position. The leader, Robbie Gordon, has broken away from the second-place machine by the time they come to the inner loop by some seven car lengths. It's Kevin Harvick, then Casey Mears, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Joe Nemechek, and then Michael Waltrip heading on to the short stretch. That best battle on the racetrack at the moment is for the third spot. Casey Mears has it, but he is under attack. Kevin Harvick goes second, but Robbie Gordon all alone out front, at least for now. Some six, seven car lengths on Harvick. Looking back further in the field, Tony Stewart is there. He is all over the back end of Casey Kane. That's the battle off of turn number 10. If Stewart is not feeling well, it's certainly not affecting his driving as he's being very aggressive out there, trying to pick another spot to get his car closer to the front, at least as close as he can. Let's go to the third place battle. Casey Mears has the spot. It is Dale Earnhardt Jr. right behind him, and Joe Nemechek as well trying to double-team him in turn one. Nemechek really putting the pressure on Dale Jr. through turn one. Can't find room to the inside of the racetrack to make the move. They'll remain single file as they climb the hill. It's Robbie Gordon, five back to Kevin Harvick, five more to Casey Mears, then Dale Jr., and Joe Nemechek as they head for the backstretch. Joe Nemechek in that fifth position trying to reel in Dale Earnhardt Jr., but he'll have to work harder to try to catch up with him and challenge for a spot in the top five. The leader, Robbie Gordon, works his way through the inner loop. Kevin Harvick in the second position trying to stay with him. The advantage for Robbie Gordon was five car lengths a moment ago. As the field leaves turn nine, he's only two car lengths up on Harvick. All the way over to the left side of the racetrack. That's the short shoot. Then they cross, come all the way back to the right, and the battle is on for the lead. Here comes Kevin Harvick. To the inside of Robbie Gordon in turn 10. Harvick's your new leader. Gordon back to second. Casey Mears, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Joni Macek, your top five. Tell you what, Kevin Harvick put on a heck of a move going into turn number one a moment ago when I said there could be a mess down there if somebody didn't give a little bit. Kevin just uh, put it down to the inside of the racetrack, did not lift, and made it through. And now he's grabbed the lead, but can he keep it? He may lose it again in turn number one. Down to the inside, Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon drives it deep, uses the same move on Harvick that Harvick used to take the lead a moment ago. Gordon goes to the lead. Casey Mears follows by example. He'll go to the right-hand side, makes the move on Kevin Harvick. That's the battle for second. Side-by-side, side, give it to Casey Mears. At the top of turn number five, Harvick drops it back to third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. closing in behind Kevin Harvick, tried to take third away from him. Now here comes Earnhardt Jr. again. He swung down to the right side of the racetrack, heading back into the inner loop, but just as quickly he has to back away. So Earnhardt Jr. settles into fourth. Harvick still hangs on to third. The leader, Robbie Gordon, trying to shake free of second place, Casey Mears. And he's going to do so by some seven car lengths. Last time by, Kevin Harvick had the lead. This time back in turn number 10, Kevin Harvick trying to hold on to the third spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. looking to the inside, not close enough. Behind them, Tony Stewart to the inside of Ricky Rudd, and Stewart will pick up yet another position. Stewart gets by, picks up a spot, moves himself a little bit closer to the front. Ron Fellows in the mix as well. Matter of fact, he's next in the sights for Tony Stewart. As Robbie Gordon leads across the line, Kevin Harvick fell back to third after losing the lead last time by. Now he's going after second place, Casey Mears up in turn one. And once again, Harvick with a bonsai charge late on the breaking in a turn number one, and that will earn him the number two position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now will try and follow him to the inside, but Casey Mears slams the door on Jr. in turn number three. They begin to climb the hill now. Mears holds away by three, Carly. That is Dale Earnhardt Jr. in fourth, another five back to Joe Nemechek. 
Then Michael Waltrip and Tony Stewart come next in line as the field works its way down the backstretch. Robbie Gordon with the top spot. No one stepping out of line to challenge. Everyone has to settle back into position to work their way through the inner loop. Keeping an eye on Tony Stewart. He is now just a few feet from the back bumper of Michael Waltrip. The battle shaping up there for the sixth position. Tony Stewart is there off of turn number nine. Just a moment ago, Terry Labonte came by turn ten, and he was not under power. Watching Tony Stewart riding right behind Michael Waltrip. Everybody's single file this time in turn number ten. But Tony Stewart is there waiting for a mistake by Michael Waltrip. Tony Stewart is close enough to pick up a couple of positions if he can get a run and make it get around going off into turn number one or the front straightaway. Meanwhile, we're watching Terry Labonte's car being taken back to the garage area. And Joe, as you pointed out, that is the second Hendrick car this afternoon that's gone out. Let's go downstairs. And it is believed to be an engine problem, Barney. We did not get that confirmation, but that is the fear. As you said, Terry Labonte didn't even come down to his pit stall, made the hard right-hand turn into the next Cup garage, and it appears Terry Labonte, a two-time runner-up finisher at Watkins Glen, is done for the day. Very unlike Hendrick Motorsports to have engine problems like this. Last week, it was a situation for Jimmy Johnson. Again, he falls out early today, and now his teammate, Terry Labonte, has taken the Kellogg Chevrolet back into the next Hell Cup garage. Up front, Robbie Gordon in charge of the Sirius at the Glen. Kevin Harvick rides along behind him. He's got the second spot. Casey Mears has fallen to third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fourth. And fifth is Joe Nemechek at lap 38. Back at Watkins Glen, Robbie Gordon continues to lead the way at lap 40 of 90. In the Sirius at the Glen, his teammate Kevin Harvick rides along a very close second. And Tony Stewart's picking up some ground. He's gained a couple of spots since we took the break. Tony has now moved up to the third position. The field continues to work around this race course. Again, just three caution flags so far here this afternoon. It's been a pretty clean race. A couple of incidents that have occurred. Of course, we talked about the Brian Vickers and Dale Jarrett incident back on lap five. Sterling Marlin and Greg Biffle, other than that, clean and green here this afternoon. The battle for the lead now heads for turn number one again. Kevin Harvick putting some pressure on Robbie Gordon for the top spot. Gordon with what's on a car length in hand as they run through the right-hand 90, turn number one. Now they'll go into turn number two, another right-hander, the right-left-right combination. The S's as they head uphill to turn number five. It's Robbie Gordon, a car length up over Kevin Harvick. Tony Stewart is right there as he closes in on the back bumper of Harvick in third. Tony Stewart on the charge once more on the back stretch. Up into the third position. Here he comes, scrambling out of line, down to the inside of Kevin Harvick. He moves up to the right, bypasses Harvick, now moves into second, off the inner loop and back onto the main course. So Tony Stewart now sets his sights on regaining the race lead, but he still has to track down Robbie Gordon to do it. Up front, it is three Chevrolets. Robbie Gordon has the lead. Tony Stewart is second and closing. Slipping by Kevin Harvick just a turn ago. Tony Stewart riding in the second spot, a car length and a half back from Robbie Gordon. Then comes Kevin Harvick, couple of back to the dodge of Casey Mears, then Dale Earnhardt Jr., that's your top five. Tony Stewart may have a couple of problems with some stomach cramps and uh, leg cramps out there, but he's getting the job done right now as he is working his way to the front of the field. He's going for the lead right here at the start-finish line. He's got the preferred groove going into turn number one, and he's going to come out as the number one car going into the corner. Tony Stewart leads. Tony Stewart at the exit of turn number one, pulling away by two car lengths now over Robbie Gordon. And I guess if you're feeling poorly, the best way to get it over quickly is to get to the front and head for the checkered flag. Stewart doing that. He is pulling away. The lead is already six. Make it seven car lengths as they reach the top of the hill in turn number five. 
Tony Stewart onto the backstretch, continues to break away with the rest of the field in his rearview mirror. Robbie Gordon tries to hang on to the second position now, and he will soon have his hands full because Kevin Harvick is closing in. Harvick is feeling pressure from Casey Mears. Mears sees Dale Earnhardt Jr. through turn number nine, looking to the outside, now to the inside, down to the right. All of that traffic is onto the short stretch. Watching Dale Earnhardt Jr. all over the back end of Casey Mears. The field funnels off of turn number nine, nose to tail, down to short shoot. Robbie Gordon looks in the rearview mirror. There's Kevin Harvick. Then comes Casey Mears. Then comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. Nobody's stepping out of line at the moment. Now Kevin Harvick looking inside of Robbie Gordon in 11. Kevin Harvick trying to pick up another spot as he looks to the inside. Cannot quite make the move. He'll settle back in line in single file as they come back to the start-finish line. Let's now take a sweep through the pits. Brought to you by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR. Winston Kelly. A couple of things to update here. Tony Stewart's radioed into his crew and told him a couple of things. The longer it goes green, the better it feels. He said he can kind of put it out of his mind. And he said, tell Boris to go home. I don't want to give this car up. It's one of the best things, if not the best one, I've ever had at a road course track after he's put it back up front. We talked about fuel mileage. It was lap 18 that Kevin Harvick came down pit road. They believe that they can stretch it and go on one more stop. So that's the word from a couple of the leaders here on this in the pit road. An update from the midsection to Adam Alexander. And one of the guys who's on his own pit strategy would be the machine of Casey Mears. They employed this same situation at Sonoma, and it worked to perfection when they were able to finish in the top ten, bringing it home in seventh, one of his many top seven finishes of the year. Casey Mears currently riding fourth. Last time he came down pit road was lap 14. They feel like it's going to be close but they can do it on one more stop. Other guys in that same category that came in at lap 18, Dave Blaney, Brendan Gaughan, Joe Nemechek, and also the machine of Ricky Craven. These are guys that came down pit road at lap 18 and feel like they can do it on one more stop, which would mean two total stops on the afternoon. We'll see how it plays out. Other cars to watch in the midsection, the machines of Kurt Busch and Mark Martin. Their last pit stop came at lap 28 to Danielle Fry. Well, Adam, that's the plan down this end of pit road for Robbie Gordon. They, too, came down on lap 18 took on left side tires and fuel. That was all part of the master plan that he and his crew chief, Chris Andrews, concocted this morning that they picked out certain laps that they would come down. They, too, think they can make it on one more stop. He just uh, radioed in and told Chris, you know what, I am so way better than these other guys. I'm just cruising right now. And uh, that's coming from Robbie Gordon, who is known for his uh, road course prowess, but um, they struggled so much at Infineon Raceway earlier this summer that they were determined to try and rebound here and try and get a win. Others to watch, Jeff Gordon. He was just a little loose early on, but he said he wasn't really concerned, though. They have not made any changes to the uh, DuPont Chevrolet. And Elliott Sadler, he's been struggling all afternoon. The car's just way too tight. They've made wedge adjustment, track bar adjustment, and air pressure adjustment. Everything they've changed except uh, the driver. Uh, they came down on lap 32, and they think they, too, can make it on one more stop. So we are at lap 44 right now, and Tony Stewart shows as a leader. As Joe told you a moment ago, it's been an interesting race here this afternoon at Watkins Glen on the road course. It's the final one of the season, final road course race of the year. Tony Stewart, uh, as we reported a little bit earlier, said he was not feeling all that well, had uh, Boris said come down to his pit, and now all of a sudden that car is running exceptionally strong out there. In fact, he has pulled away 
from Joe Nemechek, about two and a half seconds, and even further away from the rest of the field. Rest of the field, third place, Ron Fellows, Jeff Gordon, Robbie Gordon, and Brendan Gone, and Robbie's dropping back a little bit. Yeah, Robbie's uh, fallen back after leading for a while. Again, uh, a number of different uh, pitting strategies that are going on with uh, drivers that have uh, come in at different points of the time. We told you that Casey Mears had come in a little bit earlier than anybody else, and a caution flag came out. There was a group of about 12 that came down pit road. Another group stayed out, came in and made some green flag pit stops. There's uh, a couple different strategies being employed. A couple of guys in the top 10 had some problems in the inner loop here about three or four laps ago. Kurt Becker was watching that. Kevin Harvick was up in the second position, and he overshot the entrance to the inner loop, so he had to bring his car to a standstill. When he did, he stalled out the motor, quickly refired it. When he continued on away, he had fallen back toward the tail end of the top 10. At the same time that was happening, Casey Mears spun coming off the inner loop back into turn number nine. He has fallen back into the 13th position. We are at lap 48, just past the halfway point. Why don't we give you a full field rundown? Tony Stewart leads. Ron Fellows is second. Joe Nemechek is third. Jeff Gordon is fourth. And Robbie Gordon is fifth. Brendan Gaughan is sixth. Kevin Harvick's made a nice recovery. Kevin is back up to seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth. Jeremy Mayfield is ninth. And Kurt Busch is tenth. Mark Martin shows 11th. Michael Waltrip is 12th. Casey Mears is 13th. Matt Kenseth, 14th, and 15th is Jamie McMurray. Bobby Labonte is 16th. Casey Kane is 17th. Rusty Wallace would be 18th. Dave Blaney's having a decent run. Dave is 19th, and 20th is Jeff Burton. 21st, Elliot Sadler. 22nd, Ricky Craven. 23rd, Jeff Green. 24th, Greg Biffle. And 25th is Kyle Petty. And 26th now is Scott Wimmer. 27th is Tom Hubert. Ken Schrader's 28th. Scott Riggs, 29th, and Ward Burton is 30th. Ryan Newman is 31st, 32nd is Ricky Rudd, 33rd is Brian Vickers, 34th is Dale Jarrett. Those cars on the lead lap. Further back in the field, you've got the machines of Hermie Sadler. Morgan Shepard is out of the race now. Tony Ave is shown in 36. The caution flag is out yet again. Let's cover the incident. It's Ward Burton, Joe, that just went up in smoke on exit of turn number 10. He powered off. That's a third gear corner. All of a sudden, that motor just erupted in smoke. Several other drivers appeared to get into the oil, among them Ryan Newman. Everybody trying to dance around gingerly. Nobody went off, but it was Ward Burton that brought out the caution flag. I believe he's pulled that car onto pit road. Let's check down there and see. Yeah, it's uh, they are working on uh, the Ward Burton machine. Actually, they're going to push it down pit road. May make it the uh, sharp uh, left-hand turn into the garage, trying to find out what exactly uh, is the problem. We do know that the engines are supplied by, by the Hendrick organization. Not sure if it is an engine problem, but if it, but if it is, that would be the third one to go today. A break uh, for Ward Burton here this afternoon. Also, some more damage on the side of Ryan Newman's car. And uh, checking the points as we close in on the chase for the next Tell Cup. Ryan has now dropped out of the top 10, has fallen down to the 12th position. Jeremy Mayfield has moved into the top 10 in the 10th spot as of this moment. We're at lap 49. Tony Stewart leads the Sirius at the Glen. Field works back onto the front stretch here under the caution flag at Watkins Glen, and a number of cars are hitting the pit lane. Again, lap 50. Of the Sirius at the Glen, the cars come in to make their stops. Let's first go to Danielle Fry. Well, it was a lucky break for Robbie Gordon because he was going to pit in about four laps anyway because he thought he had a right front tire going down. So they're going to change four tires on the singular wireless Chevrolet. Others making stop include Elliot Sadler, Matt Kenseth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who also reported a problem with his brakes. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s stop is complete. He's down and away. Michael Walter and Scott Riggs are others that made stop on this into pit road. Now down to Winston Kelly. Ron Fellas, Kevin Harvick, Casey Kane, Jamie McMurray, Greg Biffle among the drivers on pit road. Rodney Gordon's going to be the 
first away. It's going to be a drag race between the next cars of Kevin Harvick and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Fellas just now gets away. Long pit stop for him to Adam Alexander. Brendan gone the quickest on and off the pit lane. He gets done in 14.8 seconds. Four tires and fuel for the Kodak Dodge. Dave Blaney was in. Casey Mears came in. Slower stop for Mears who had to reverse to back the back to clear the back end of the machine of Dave Blaney but he did get four tires and fuel. Other guys making stops here at lap 50 included Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, the machine of Jeff Green was on pit road as was Ricky Craven. Pit stops uh, under this caution flag. Now cars that stayed on the racetrack. Tony Stewart didn't pit. He is still on the speedway as they work around there. Joe Nemechek stayed out on the racetrack. Jeff Gordon didn't pit. Uh, neither did Jeremy Mayfield. And uh, Matt Kenseth stayed on the speedway. And it also looked like Mark Martin, Bobby Labonte, and maybe Rusty Wallace also stayed out there. So as we... This been off sequence all day among about 10 or 15 cars. It's uh, really tough sometimes to keep up with uh, the pitting strategies, but these guys, a lot of times, uh, they'll tell us, uh, Barney, they'll plan their stops from the end of the race towards the front to get the fuel mileage worked out properly, and it becomes uh, quite a complicated process, but the guys who do it right, of course, are the guys who come out on top. We told you earlier today that uh, Jeff Burton made the announcement on Friday. You've probably heard by now if you're following racing how uh, he's moving over to Richard Childress Racing, uh, effective next week, as a matter of fact. And uh, their truck series driver, Carl Edwards, will take over driving the 99 car for Roush Racing, effective next week at Michigan Speedway. And Robbie Gordon, who's having a great run going here this afternoon, has also kind of been up in the, in the, the mix of rumors as far as what he may do for the future. There's been talk already about him maybe joining other teams, maybe even starting his own Nextel Cup team since he does run his own Bush Series operation. We talked to Robbie here on Friday afternoon about what his future may be with Richard Childress. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I haven't, you know, I, I say this all the time, I've enjoyed working for Richard. It's been uh, a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully um, we'll be able to continue that. If, if not, I'm sure something else will happen. Childress uh, talked to the press here on Friday afternoon and said in October he will make an announcement of what his complete lineup will be for Cup and for his Bush Series cars going into the 2005 season. So there could be even more changes over there. Well, you know, Richard's teams have struggled in the last couple of years, no big secret about that. And uh, they've had some success, but nothing that they have had in the past like they have had in the past. Those teams are certainly capable of a lot more than they've been producing in the last couple of years. And uh, Richard has decided, you know, let's do something. Let's try something different and see what works. And just one of the changes is the addition of Jeff Burton to move over there. It would be interesting to see how that works out. We are still under caution. 50 laps are complete here at Watkins Glen this afternoon. We have some 40 laps remaining. This race could go to anybody. Yeah, it really could. There's uh, a number of different uh, strategies being employed. We've talked about that today. And uh, some of the guys that are up front, guys you really didn't expect to be up there this soon anyway, like uh, Ron Fellows who started at the rear of the pack. You kind of figured Jeff Gordon would be up there. Robbie Gordon would be up there eventually. They've been players uh, already here this afternoon and are up there among the top five at this stage of the race as we get ready to go back under the green flag. Tony Stewart leads. Ron Fellows second. Joe Nemechek is third. Robbie Gordon fourth. Jeff Gordon is fifth. Rest of the top ten. Brendan gone. Jeremy Mayfield, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Long gone is Tony Stewart as the green flag comes back out, and he gets away by some eight or nine car length. Going to be a real scramble for second place as they hit turns one. Jeff Gordon to the left. On the outside is Joe Nemechek, and they've got Joe Nemechek hung out to dry. Gordon goes underneath him. Right behind him on the challenge downstairs. Here comes Jeremy Mayfield. He'll move up to the number three position. Joe Nemechek slams the door on Kurt Busch as they climb the hill. Nemechek fourth, Kurt Busch rides in fifth. 
All that traffic spills onto the back stretch, stays nose to tail, well behind the race leader, Tony Stewart, who wasted no time breaking away, now with a 10-car length advantage, working his way back through the inner loop. Here's Jeff Gordon riding in the second position. Jeremy Mayfield is third. Joe Nemechek finds himself in the fourth spot. Nemechek looking to the inside, now to the outside toward the left, trying to challenge for third. Right behind them, Kurt Busch. Then comes Mark Martin, Bobby Labonte, and Matt Kenseth up front. And as said earlier, Tony Stewart, long gone. Jeff Gordon rides second. Everybody knows to tail back in 10. Jeremy Mayfield goes next. Joe Nemechek followed by Kurt Busch. That's your top five as they head back to turn 11. Very a moment, last lap for Robbie Gordon and for Kevin Harvick. Scott Wimmer spun right in front of him. This is from 11th on back. Lucky the car got out of the way. Didn't make contact with anybody as there was a lot of traffic backed up behind them. They're on their way. Wimmer was running 11th at the time. He's fallen now all the way back to the 24th position. The field back up in the S's in front of Dave Moody. Front five have settled down, in particular the leader, Tony Stewart. As far as the lead is concerned, Elvis has left the building. Stewart with a big lead. Jeff Gordon running alone in second. From third on back, it heats up. Jeremy Mayfield with five car lengths on Joe Nemechek. Another five back to Kurt Busch and Mark Martin. Kurt Busch trying to hold off teammate Mark Martin, who now gets back up in the line just inches from his back bumper, has to set up for the entry back into the inner loop. So the top ten stabilized for the moment. Again, well behind race leader Tony Stewart checking on the battle for the third position. Jeremy Mayfield still has it. Joe Nemechek trying to put himself in a position to take it away. Joe Nemechek still about five car lengths back, though, as they funnel off of turn number nine. Back down to short shoot. Tony Stewart up on the back end of one of the lap machines in turn number ten. Jeff Gordon all alone in second. Again, everybody single file this time by Jeremy Mayfield, Joe Nemechek, and Kurt Busch. Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon have been two of the top contenders here all afternoon. They ride nose to tail right now, so to speak. Tony Stewart about to move around. Tony Ave as they go off into turn number one, and Jeff Gordon tries to chase him down. Let's go to pit road. Well, Joe, back here in the garage with Ward Burton, we uh, told you earlier that he had brought his net zero Chevrolet back into the garage. Let's see if we can step in here and find out from Ward what happened. Ward, what happened to put you back here in the garage? Well, it looks like something on the bottom end of the motor broke. You know, Hendrix has uh, got the best motor the next tail cup, and uh, just one of those um, unfortunate situations that we're in right now. But I tell you the positive thing, uh, our car is running so well. Ken and uh, Bill and all the guys in the Net Net Zero Chevrolet are working really hard together. They're dialing the car in for me. Uh, Right then, our lap times was good to run in the top five, top six. We were going to get back up there after the tire went down. It's just uh, one of those things we can't control, but uh, it's coming. Even though Ward Burton's out of the race, he can still find a positive saying that the cars are starting to run better, but he is done for the day. And, of course, uh, Ward can uh, pack up and get ready for next weekend. The GFS Marketplace 400 at Michigan International Speedway. Motor Racing Network will be there with live coverage of Bud Pole qualifying next Friday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern time. We'll have the Cabela's 250 NASCAR Bush Series race next Saturday afternoon. That's at 1245. And the GFS Marketplace 400 on Sunday, a week from today, 1.30 Eastern time. From there, it's on to Bristol Motor Speedway with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series on Wednesday, the 25th, for the O'Reilly 200. Our coverage there, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you plan to join us at the track, you'll find great travel packages to many NASCAR events, including race tickets and hotel accommodations. Just call 1-800-PIT-SHOP. That's 1-800-748-7467. Or visit online at 1-800-PIT-SHOP.COM. 
at Watkins Glen. The race leader is on pit road. Winston Kelly. It's lap 57. Tony Stewart coming to the attention of the Home Depot crew. They start on the left side. Remember, we pit in reverse order here on the Watkins Glen road course, changing the left side tires, putting in that first can of Sunoco fuel. Wheeling around to the left side of the car. It was a, just one lap ago, lap 56. Ron Fellows, gas only. Bobby Labonte, four tires and fuel. Stewart pulls away, 17.1 seconds. Jeremy Mayfield on pit road. Same thing for teammate Casey Kane, who pulls away. Jamie McMurray pulls away. As does Rusty Wallace, all getting tires and fuel to the midsection and Adam Alexander. Lap 56, Jeff Burton brought his four down, four tires and fuel. They believe they are now good to go the distance. And Ricky Craven, who was lapped last in at lap 50, came down. They topped off the fuel tank of the Tide Chevrolet at lap 57. He is also returned to the racetrack. Danielle Fry? Well, Adam, on lap 56, Robbie Gordon and Michael Waltrip both came down pit road for fuel only. And uh, just a moments ago, Elliot Sadler brought his four down on lap 57 for fuel only as well. Crossing the line at lap 58 and back into the lead right now is Jeff Gordon as he heads off down to the bottom of the hill. Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, Mark Martin, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. also in that pack of traffic as they go down the hill over to turn two. Jeff Gordon's got plenty of daylight as the second place machine of Kurt Busch does as well. Both of them three, four, five seconds ahead. It's a long gap back to the third place machine. That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. right now. He also runs all by himself. Then it's Brendan Gaughan and Matt Kenseth. A good run for Gaughan, who I believe is got another pit stop to make. He's been in the top 10 most of the afternoon. He runs solidly in fourth right now with a rearview mirror full of Matt Kenzer. That traffic working its way onto the backstretch as the leader is leaving the inner loop. The leader, Jeff Gordon, works his way downhill through turn number nine. He has an advantage of nearly 20 car lengths or even better now over second place, Kurt Busch. And he's already midway down the short chute is Jeff Gordon. Here comes Kurt Busch off of turn number nine, followed by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Very comfortable lead for Jeff Gordon. Same for Kurt Busch. Same can be said for that of Dale Earnhardt Jr. He is third. And the leader, Jeff Gordon, is already in turn 11. A couple of Roush cars making pit stops. Adam Alexander. And one of those, the Mark Martin machine, came down pit road. Lap 58, four tires and fuel for him. They are set to go the distance. And the leader comes off the racetrack and makes his stop in front of Danielle Fry. Well, Joe, he's going to be the only one so far to take on four tires and fuel. That's Jeff Gordon. He's brought the DuPont Chevrolet down to the attention of the crew. The left side tires are on. Moving over to the right side. Those tires are going second can of Snoko fuel in. He made a, also made a track bar adjustment. He is good to go the distance now. Down the way, he'll roll back out of the racetrack as Jeff Green brings his car to the attention of his pit crew. So strategies being played out on pit road right now as we're down to 31 laps to go. Kurt Busch will take over the lead here at lap number 59. He'll be the sixth different driver to lead this afternoon's event. Dale Earnhardt Jr. cycles around to second. Brendan's on third. Matt Kenseth fourth. Casey Mears fifth. There are 31 laps remaining of the Sirius at the Glen. Today's broadcast of the Sirius at the Glen on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Viagra Sildenafil Citrate. Ask your doctor if Viagra is right for you. By Wicks Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By Ravestos, the best in brakes, certified for your safety. And by Haviland Motor Oils and Coolants. Add more life to your car with Haviland. At Watkins Glen, 29 laps remain. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has made his pit stop, so Brendan Gaughan has now taken over the top spot. Let's take a moment and update where the Coca-Cola racing family of drivers are currently running. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. Ricky Rudd is currently shown in 6th. 7th is Tony Stewart. Kevin Harvick is 11th. Michael Waltrip, 12th. Greg Biffle is 17th. 
Elliot Sandler is now shown in 22nd with Bobby Labonte 23rd. Kurt Busch is 24th. Jeff Burton shown in 27th position. Kyle Petty is 29th. And Dale Jarrett is now in 33rd. That's a quick look at where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are currently running as we approach lap 62. Again, Brendan Gaughan has taken over the top spot. Matt Kenseth is now second. Casey Mears third. Dave Blaney up to fourth. And fifth spot belongs to Ricky Rudd. Let's pick up the leaders on the course. Leaders are working their way down through turn number nine. You talked about Casey Mears a moment ago, Joe, back in the fifth position. He is one of the few drivers right now that does not have to deal with traffic. Plenty of open racetrack ahead of him and behind him as he heads to turn 10. And here comes the leaders now back to turn number 10. Brendan Gaughan is there. Matt Kendith riding in the second spot. Casey Mears goes third. Then it is a long way back to anybody else. The leader is in turn 11. Brendan Gaughan got to be feeling pretty good right now, leading here at Watkins Glen this afternoon. Here he comes across the line, 63 laps go up on the scoreboard. His nearest competitor trying to chase him down, Matt Kenseth, is a full second back right now. Let's pick him up as they go down to turn one and two. Brendan Gaughan with a good, healthy advantage right now. Like Marty said, a second over Matt Kenseth. Gaughan has run a very steady race this afternoon, made his way to the top ten and has stuck there. Here comes Gone up the hill through turn four, heading for five and the back straightaway. Brendan Gone actually beginning to extend his lead now over Matt Kenseth in second. And further back, the car, Casey Mears in third. He will have to deal now with some lap traffic. Here he comes down to the right side, trying to bypass the Tom Hubert car, but he has to get back into line behind him coming through the inner loop. No such problems for race leader Brendan Gone. Plenty of open racetrack ahead of him. His red and yellow machine working its way up off the bottom of turn number nine and onto the short stretch. That's a 180 degree turn of turn number nine and Brendan Gaughan is already through it. He is now midway down the short chute. Right behind him though is Matt Kenseth. Here comes Brendan Gaughan your race leader looking like a veteran. The rookie has the lead off of turn number 10. Brendan Gaughan headed to turn 11. Brendan may be a rookie in the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series but he's not a rookie to road racing. He got a lot of experience out at Laguna Seca. He's raced at a number of road courses and of course did a lot of off-road racing in his younger years so this really fits his style of driving. Now, he, among a number of other teams, feel like they can go the distance at this point with just 26 re uh, laps remaining in the race. But let's check on pit road to find out what pit strategies are being planned. Brought to you by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. If it's good enough for NASCAR, it's good enough for your car. Winston? Well, with those last round of pit stops coming between laps 55 and 59, everybody here on this section of pit road can go the distance on fuel. Some of them have got tires. Some of them with fuel only. But Matt Kenseth was just down pit road further down the way. Yeah, Winston, Matt Kenseth did come down pit road. They were wanting to stay out, but knew that they were a couple laps short. They elected to come on in, just take on fuel only. And as we mentioned earlier, Dale Earnhardt Jr. too came down fuel only for him on lap 61. Adam, what about in your section? Top three cars on the racetrack, including leader Brendan Gaughan, all last came down pit road at lap 50. And one thing their crew chief said when they exited the pit lane is you need to conserve fuel. That's one advantage Brendan Gaughan will have by being out front is he will have some open air to run in and try to conserve on that fuel tank and gain fuel mileage as this race goes on. But fuel mileage no doubt going to be a factor. And if they can get 40 laps on a green flag run, it looks like the machines of Brendan Gaughan, Casey Mears, and Dave Blaney are setting up for a great finish today here at Watkins Glen. They are showing some 30 cars still on the lead lap. Ken Schrader would be the last of those right now, but Brendan Gaughan looking real good. I'll tell you what, uh, he's been another one of those guys that's been in the rumor mill as of late. 
uh, had had a whole lot of success this year. A couple of top five finishes. He finished uh, fifth, as a matter of fact, uh, at California and at Dover. And there's been talk in recent weeks that they may not be very satisfied with what he's done in his rookie season there at Penske South Racing. This would make a big difference picking up a victory here today. For Casey Mears, of course, he picked up two bud poles back-to-back at Pocono and then at Indianapolis Motor Speedway last weekend. Here he is really showing his stuff. And Dave Blaney, good to see him running so well because this is the last time he's in a drive for Richard Childress Racing and the AOL Chevrolet. And Dave, of course, uh, kind of wondering what the future is going to hold for him. Yeah, I talked to him a little bit uh, in the garage area on Saturday, and he said, I'm not really sure what's gonna, what, what my career is going to take the rest of the year. He said, obviously, I want to stay in, in Nextel Cup if I can. But it'll be interesting to see where he surfaces. He's not a bad race driver. We've said that many, many times over the last couple of years. Having a good run here this afternoon, and it would be a good way to go out, at least with a top-five finish, both he and Brendan Gaughan. Hopefully they can hold on here. Here's the way they stand with uh, 24 laps remaining. Brendan Gaughan leads by uh, just, just over a second over Casey Mears. Dave Blaney is third, fourth is Ricky Rudd, and fifth is Tony Stewart. Dale Jr. is running in sixth now. Seventh is Ron Fellows. Robbie Gordon is eighth. Matt Kenseth ninth. And Jeff Gordon runs in tenth. There's a new leader in the series at the Glen. Casey Mears has taken over the top spot, and there were problems for Brendan going that last lap. That's for sure. In turn number 10, Joe, after being passed by Casey Mears for the lead, Brendan Gaughan put the right side, then left side tires off turn number 10 in the grass, got it into the gravel, stayed in the throttle in order to keep from burying the car, got back on the racetrack, but lost several valuable seconds to race leader Casey Mears. But he saved a lot of time by being able to get out on his own and come on around the racetrack, so that helped him a bunch. We're 68 laps into the event here this afternoon, 22 laps remaining. Casey Mears is the man. Brendan Gaughan is falling back in the field right now. Dave Blaney's having a great run. We talked about a moment ago. Ricky Rudd shows up in the top five right now. And Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is showing in sixth. Ron Fellows seventh. Robbie Gordon is eighth. As the laps wind down to just 21 to go. Matt Kenseth is in ninth. Jeff Gordon up to tenth. Kevin Harvick would be 11th. Mark Martin 12th. Michael Walter 13th. Jeremy Mayfield is 14th. And Greg Biffle is now 15th. Good day for Jamie McMurray. He's been up in the top ten off and on this afternoon. But he's back to 16th right now after a pit stop. Kurt Busch shows in 17th. Casey Kane is 18th. Bobby Bonney is 19th. And 20th is Joe Nemechek. Running 21st now, Jeff Burton. Scott Riggs is 22nd. Jeff Green, 23rd. Rusty Wallace is 24th. And Elliot Sadler completes the top 25. Ryan Newman not having a very good day at all. He's back in 26th. Kyle Petty's 27th. Scott Wimmer's 28th. Ricky Craven, 29th. And Ken Schrader is in 30th. Brian Vickers caught up in a crash early this afternoon, back on lap number five. He's a lap down back in 31st. Tom Hubert is 32nd. Dale Jarrett's 33rd. Herbie Sadler, 34th. Tony Ave is 35th. Cars in the garage include Ward Burton, Morgan Shepard, Terry Labonte. Jimmy Johnson is out. Also Todd Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, and Larry Gunselman. Todd Bodine uh, was driving that car as well. Uh, Sterling Marlin has returned to the racetrack. He's now shown in the 39th position. Ten lead changes among nine different drivers so far here today. We've had caution flags flying four times in the course of this event. With still 20 laps remaining. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Tony Stewart was in the lead at the official halfway mark. He wins the $10,000 MBNA mid-race leader award. If Tony wins the race as well, MBNA will award an additional $5,000 bonus. If the bonus goes unclaimed, it'll continue to grow by $5,000 each week until a driver wins the halfway award and the race.
As we told you a couple of times today, there are several drivers outside the top ten in Nextel points that really had hoped to have a good top five finish, or, or may, certainly a top ten this afternoon, that are struggling a little bit right now. Casey Kane is one of those. Jeremy Mayfield is also back in 13th position. He'd like to get up in the top ten for a finish today. And Dale Jarrett, who also needed to gain some points here this afternoon, along with Jamie McMurray and Mark Martin. Right now, neither of those cars are up in the top ten. And we're down to 20 laps to go. And for Casey Mears, man, this is a great run. He had so much pressure on him last week at Indianapolis, Barney. I know you weren't there, but but I was there. And, of course, winning uh, the Bud Pole at that race track, a uh, place where his uncle, uh, Rick Mears, had had so much success winning four times in the Indy 500. A lot of pressure. He handled it very well. Didn't go on to pick up the victory, but uh, had a decent day. And, uh, you know, I talked to him some, and he says, you know, there's a lot of pressure being a Mears. But he said, I think people realize that I'm out here trying to cut my teeth like anybody else trying to show that I know how to do this. And this is not just a fluke. I mean, look, the last couple of weeks he's been winning polls. All this season they've been posting good finishes. Everybody at Ganassi Racing really has turned the corner in the last month. Yeah, they really turned up the, the wick, so to speak, in the, the last part of the season. I will not be a bit surprised if we see some of their drivers in victory lane. 71 laps are down. We have 19 to go. Casey Mears is the leader. I bought a sports car, but there were speed limits. So I bought a Husqvarna 2148 yard tractor. Now I ride with the wind in my hair. No stop signs, no cell phones. The smell of fresh cut grass. 48 inches wide at a time. The 21 horsepower engine propelling me beyond the yard. Feel the power. The Husqvarna 2148 yard tractor. Big deck, big power. Call 1-800-HUSKY-62. I'm here with Joe Gibbs. Coach. Can you say something that will motivate me to make this the best Wix Filters radio spot ever? Obviously, pride has a lot to do with it. Thank you, Coach. If you love racing and you know someone else who loves racing, you might want to listen up. Enter the Wix Ultimate Speedway Tour, and you might win a VIP trip for two to six Nextel Cup race weekends. Just visit the auto parts store near you where you buy Wix, or go to WixFilters.com for complete details. Wix, the number one filter in NASCAR. We're back at Watson Glen, and the yellow flag is out for yet another time. It comes out at lap 72 with 18 laps to go, and it will be the fifth caution flag of the afternoon. Brendan Gaughan has spun off the course once again. He went from the uh, the penthouse to the outhouse. He was leading earlier, got uh, caught up in one incident after being passed for the top spot by Casey Mears, and now has spun again. Let's uh, pick up the coverage of uh, where the incident occurred. It's in turn number one, Joe. Solo spin for Brendan Gaughan. Just got into the 90, a little too hot. The car swapped ends. Got into the gravel. Unlike his last off-road excursion about five laps ago, he was unable to keep the car moving. And you get stopped in that gravel, as we've talked about already today. You're not going to get out without some assistance. Tough break for Brendan Gaughan. 18 laps to go from Watkins Glen International. This is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Today's broadcast of the Sirius at the Glen on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Nextel, the official sponsor of the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. NASCAR and Nextel, partners in speed by Team Valvoline. Racing is how they make their products better. They're not just on the car. They're in it by Labor Ready, the nation's leader in temporary labor. And by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. We're under the yellow flag when Brendan Gaughan apparently lost the brakes on his machine and spun off into the gravel trap down in turn number one. And now we see Greg Biffle was limping around the course. He's made it back to pit road. But instead of going into the pit, apparently they're pushing the car back to the garage area. Now, Winston Kelly, we have 17 laps to go. And just about everybody was in fair shape to make the distance. 
Are we likely to see somebody in the top ten on pit road? I don't think you're going to see anybody on the top ten on pit road, Barney, because they can't afford to give up the track position with so many guys on the lead lap. It's a huge break for Tony Stewart, the quickest car on the racetrack, but he was 12 seconds behind Casey Mears, so he's going to be able to pull up on him. Hasn't said anything else about the stomach cramps that he's had, so a great break for Tony Stewart, but uh, I don't think we're going to see anybody in the top ten come down pit road. Adam, anybody in your area that really might need to come in and top off? No, I don't think so, Barney. And uh, one of the things that uh, Winston uh, mentioned, I'll just kind of follow up on. When the caution came out, the disappointment for Casey Mears' team was unbelievable. A 12-second advantage. They were questionable on fuel, but obviously with a lead like that, you can conserve a little bit. The caution flag will help them as far as their fuel is concerned, but obviously they would much rather have a 12-second lead over what is the quickest race car on the course when the caution did come out, that being Tony Stewart. Should be very interesting once we get back on the green flag here and uh, get this thing going again with just uh, 17 laps remaining now by the time they uh, clean up the course and get back under the green flag we'll be down uh, even closer to the finish of the Sirius at the Glen of course next week again we move back off to the Oval we'll be at the Michigan International Speedway with uh, the running of the uh, GFS Marketplace 400 MRN Radio with live coverage of that a week from today 1.30 Eastern Time of course our coverage actually begins at Michigan with Bud Pole qualifying next Friday at 3 Eastern Time the Bush Series cars taking a weekend off this weekend they'll swing back into action in Michigan there's a great championship point battle going on there as well the Cabela's 250 next Saturday at 12.45 Eastern Time from there the next Hell Cup Series and the Bush cars move off to the Bristol Motor Speedway MRN will be with the trucks at Bristol on Wednesday the 25th in the O'Reilly 200, 8.30 Eastern Time on that Wednesday evening. From there, it's off to the West Coast, California Speedway, and the running of the Pop Secret Microwave Popcorn 500. First time under the lights there at the California Speedway on Sunday, September the 5th. That weekend, the Bush Series cars will also be with us running the CaliforniaSpeedway.com 300. All these racetracks, of course, with their ticket offices open today. Call now, make your plans to join us if you can as we get closer and closer to the chase for the next Hell Cup and things start getting more and more interesting. Speaking of that, we told you, well, we'll cover some of the point standings in a moment. First, we've got some action on pit road. Let's go first to Danielle Fry. Elliott Sadler's in. They're working on the left side of uh, his M&M's Ford. Now they're moving over to the right side. It's going to be four tires of fuel for him. Michael Waltrip is also in. It's going to be um, left side tires for him so far. In fact, it's going to be an extended stay as we're looking up underneath the Napa Chevrolet. Uh, another that made a stop was Ken Schrader, but it was kind of a game of playing possum down here as the crews of uh, Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. were both on the, up on the pit wall acting like they were going to come down pit road, but obviously both of those stayed out. Any uh, takers in front of you, Winston? Bobby Labonte, Jamie McMurray, the first two off. Then Elliott Sadler follows Casey Kane. All those guys got four tires in fuel. Here comes Scott Wimmer. Tough day we've talked about for Ryan Newman. He's back down pit road. Now let's go to Adam Alexander. And Ricky Craven came in, four tires in fuel. Same for Tony Ave as they make pit stops here at lap 74. 74 laps down. We've got 16 to go. We'll be down to 15 laps to go to settle it here at the Sirius at the Glen this afternoon when they drop the green here in just a few more minutes. As the field is working around, they'll schedule to take the green flag when they come off turn number 11. Casey Mears is the leader. He saw a big lead evaporate a moment ago when that yellow flag came out, and the 
as he looks in that mirror, Joe, and sees Tony Stewart back there, he knows it's going to be tough. Stewart right on his bumper here as they come down to the line. Quickly gets by the slower car of Brendan Gunn, and they go single file into the corner. Got Dave Blaney in third, Ron Fellows fourth, and Ricky Rudd fifth. Casey Mears trying to get away as quickly as he can. He's got about three car lengths in hand, but he gets sideways coming off turn number one, and here comes Tony Stewart right up on the back bumper now of the target Dodge. It's Casey Mears wearing Tony Stewart as they come to the top of turn number five to the back straightaway. Another five back to Dave Blaney. Then it's Ron Fellows. Casey Mears, the race leader, but Tony Stewart, his orange shadow, and here comes Stewart scrambling down to the inside, moving by to the right of Casey Mears to take over the race lead. Stewart completes the pass by the time he comes off the end of the backstretch. He leads the field back out of the inner loop and down through turn number nine. Casey Mears rides second, and then Dave Blaney sitting in the third position. And the guy on the move may be the guy in the four spot. That's Ron Fellows. He funnels off of turn number nine. Ron Fellows looking outside now, inside on Dave Blaney as they race back to turn number 10. Tony Stewart, your leader. Fellows inside of Blaney. He'll grab the third spot. Behind them, Ricky Rudd, Robbie Gordon, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. So Ron Fellows trying to close in on the front two. The front two being now Tony Stewart, the race leader, and Casey Mears, the second place man. Back at the start-finish line. Here's Dave Blaney looking at Fellows, staying with him as they got by some of the other traffic, and Blaney now starting to put some pressure on for third. Ron Fellows less than a car length up over Dave Blaney. Robbie Gordon is on the move. He dives to the inside, takes a spot away from Ricky Rudd. That'll be the number five position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. follows him through for six. Rudd drop kick back to seven. His battle's not done yet. Jeff Gordon right there on the back bumper now. He'll look to challenge for position as they head off turn five. Rudd will fend off the challenge for now, but Gordon is right there. Here comes Jeff again down to the inside, making his pass to the right past Ricky Rudd to take over the sixth position now as they move back through the inner loop. Tony Stewart, the race leader, he's broken away by some five car lengths as Casey Mears finds himself trying to hang on to second. Tony Stewart off of turn number nine onto the short shoot. Looking further back, Jeff Gordon has got around Ricky Rudd and now he'll set his sights on the back end of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Single file, Ron Fellows all over the back end of Casey Mears. That's the battle for the second spot. Their nose to tail headed to 11. Coming down the line, there'll be 13 laps to go as they wind down here at Watkins Glen. Tony Stewart very much in command right now as he's pulled away another 8 or 10 car lengths on Casey Mears. Casey's going to have his hands full with Ron Fellows, who continues to knock off spots. Ron is all the way up to third after starting earlier this afternoon, all the way back in 43rd. They go to one. And make it second, Barney, as Ron Fellows outbreaks Casey Mears going into the 90. He takes the number two spot away. So now Tony Stewart looks in the rearview mirror, and here comes Ron Fellows closing in in the number two position. Tony Stewart onto the back stretch with Ron Fellows in pursuit. Some eight car lengths between the top two, but now Fellows sets to work. Here's Stewart setting up for the entrance to the inner loop, carefully guiding his Chevrolet now back onto the main course. Fellows some seven car lengths behind him, then Casey Mears, and then Dave Blaney. The leaders work their way downhill off turn number nine. It's a third gear corner up through the gearbox to fourth, then to fifth gear comes Tony Stewart, Ron Fellows, Casey Mears at your top three. Then it's Dave Blaney back to a good three-car battle between Robbie Gordon, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Up front, though, Ron Fellows may be starting to whittle down that lead of Tony Stewart. Fellows is definitely coming here as we come to the line. There will be 12 laps remaining. Ryan Newman is on pit road. And the crew going to go to work on the left side of the car first, and he's had brake problems all day long. 
Ryan Newman is going to take it into the garage area. Oh, my goodness. What a terrible day for Ryan Newman. He has dropped out of the top ten in the championship point standings and now has fallen out of the Sirius at the Glen. Back downstairs. And you can add Brendan Gaughan to the list of those retired for the day, pushing the Kodak Jasper engines dodge behind the pit lane. Looks to be a transmission, a transmission problem on that machine. So Brendan Gaughan, one of the others who will head to the Nextel Cup garage, and their day will end shortly here at Watkins Glen. Let's check in the garage right now. Well, Barney, we tried to catch up with Greg Biffle, but we could not. He had already left the garage area, but we checked with team members, and they, too, lost an engine. Short day for Greg Biffle. We're down to 12 laps to go. Tony Stewart is very much in command. Ron Fellows is in striking distance. Casey Mears has lost the lead and fallen back to third. Dave Blaney still hangs in there in fourth, and Robbie Gordon is fifth. We're coming down to conclude the series at the Glen here this afternoon. T- Tony Stewart, Ron Fellows, Casey Mears, Dave Blaney, and Jeff Gordon up in the top five. Let's take a quick check down on pit road at, at maybe what the situation might be for some of these top drivers. First to Winston Kelly. Let's see if we can get a quick word with Greg Zipidelli. Tony Stewart's battled back from being at the back of the pack and also from not feeling too well. As uh, Tony Stewart just goes by, Greg's going to call out his lap time to him, let him know what's going on. Greg, has he said anything else about how he's feeling? No, he's just, uh, he's hanging in there. I think he got his uh, his hands full right now. Uh, got nine left. We'll keep our fingers crossed as Tony's done a hell of a job for us today. Uh, he's been up on the wheel all day. You know, uh, Home Depot Chevrolet's been really strong. He's been able to take advantage of it, and uh, hopefully we can get a victory here. Has he said anything about the car? Are you, any worries about fellas? No, we, we uh, last pit stop, we didn't even make any changes. He was real happy with his car. He's been real strong all day long. The Home Depot Chevy, one of the strongest, if not the strongest out there. But can Ron Fellows catch him? Let's go to Adam Alexander. And Pete Rondo, the crew chief for Ron Fellows. Pete, you guys have had an awfully good day. Do you have anything for Tony Stewart? Well, we're getting ready to see what's going on here right now. We're, we're running equal to him right now. We think Ron can do it. Have you had to make many changes on the car throughout the day? No, very little. Nothing at all, actually. Just half a round of wedge, and that was it. Pete Rondo, the crew chief for Ron Fellow, started dead last as we use the owner points to start the field today. He's come from 43rd, currently running second, and he may just have what it takes to come from dead last and win the Sirius at the Glen. Might be running as fast as Tony Stewart is, but Barney, he is two and a half seconds behind him. Now that changes it to come back down to the line. He has cut down the deficit to 1.8 seconds, so it's uh, still quite a big uh, gap there to make up here in the remaining eight laps. Casey Mears is third. Fourth is Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fifth. Back downstairs. Well, Joe, you were just talking about Jeff Gordon. Let's check in with his crew chief, Robbie Loomis. Robbie, Jeff just moved into fourth. Do you have what it takes to get up there and get this lead? Well, Chevrolet is a lot better than it's been all day right now. He's really coming on. I'd like to see a caution, maybe catch things up a little bit. But, uh, you know, we've got seven laps to go. This pit crew's done a great job all day. Just got to keep working it. Trying to get their fifth win here at the Watkins Glen International Speedway. That's Robbie Lewis. Right now, it looks like Tony Stewart has everything very much in command, but anytime you've got seven laps remaining to be run, anything can and sometimes does happen, particularly on a road course. But if Tony doesn't have any problem, the way that car's been getting around here this afternoon, it's going to be awfully hard to deal with. You've got to give credit to Ron Fellows, even if he finishes in the top five, Joe. Right now, he's running second. If he can hang on to that, it's going to be a, a great finish for him. But to start 43rd, just shows how much talent he has to work himself up there in the top ten, and now he's up to second with some seven laps to go. Yeah, well, he has so much experience on this road course, and, and of course, at any uh, uh, type of uh, track like this. But right now, he's uh, right now he's been uh, being uh, shown a lesson by Tony Stewart, who is doing a tremendous job here and maintains a second and a half lead. There's a problem on the course for Jeff Gordon. 
He has slowed out there and has dropped back. He was in the top five. What's the story there? Well, Joe, right before I was getting ready to talk to Robbie Loomis, his crew chief, he said, I just want this thing to hold together. And he was like talking to himself. Well, Jeff Gordon just reported to Robbie, I have fourth gear only. Obviously, that's going to make it very difficult for him in these last closing laps. Two of his teammates had problems engine-related earlier today. Jimmy Johnson and Terry Labonte, they're already in the garage. And now Jeff Gordon, who is a new championship point leader, having a problem just seven laps from the finish of the series at the Glen. And the way the Hendricks cars have been running in the, all year long, for that matter, and all of a sudden three of them today might have some, two of them already had serious problems, and maybe Jeff Gordon's going to lose some spots before the day is done. They're coming down to six laps to go. Tony Stewart continues to set the pace for the field. He's just across the start-finish line, heading off into turn number one. Ron Fellows is one and seven-tenths seconds behind him. Casey Mears even further back. He's a full six seconds back. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to close in on Casey and pick up a spot. They go down to turn two. Tony Stewart will have to negotiate another lap car or two. Ryan Newman dead ahead for Stewart as he climbs the hill heading toward turn five. But his margin remains between one and a half and two seconds. Ron Fellows giving it all he's got but not gaining any ground on the leader. Tony Stewart on the back stretch, getting ready to deal with the lap traffic in the form of Ryan Newman. He has to back away as they come to the entrance to the inner loop. So Stewart has to follow him midway through the inner loop. Now finds the room to make the move he needs to make to the left side of Newman's automobile. So the race leader, uh, Tony Stewart, now sets sail for turn 10. And right behind him, Ron Fellows now works to the inside of the lap machine of Ryan Newman. Here comes Tony Stewart using all of the racetrack on exit of turn number 9. Now swings all the way to the right as he under braking in turn number 10. Left side tires on the rumble strips through turn 10. Here comes Ron Fellows still about a second and a half behind. Coming to the line, it will be five laps remaining as Tony Stewart shows the way. Back to start finish. He's a former winner at this track, also a former winner at Infineon Raceway, and certainly showing he knows the way around this Watkins Glen road course. Ron Fellows back now by 1.4 seconds. They're back up in the S's. Here they come up through. Tony Stewart with a nice, healthy lead. Ron Fellows just tried to shadow him, hoping for some luck down the stretcher. Perhaps a problem for Tony Stewart. That may be all that can help Ron Fellows right now as Tony Stewart continues to show the way. The lead remains solid as he heads for the backstretch. Up next in the sights of the race leader, Tony Stewart, will be the car of Rusty Wallace, but he's got a long way to go before he tracks down that slower machine. So the leader, Stewart, works his way one more time through the inner loop. Right, left, left, right, back onto the main course, downhill through turn nine. And Ron Fellow still some 10 car lengths in arrears as they head back through the short stretch. Off that 180-degree turn that makes up turn number nine, Tony Stewart. But Ron Fellows looks like he may be closing this time midway down the back straightaway, headed back towards turn number 10. Under braking, Tony Stewart drops a gear down to third gear. Ron Fellows will do the same. They're headed to turn 11. Fellows doing everything he can to try to track down Tony Stewart, but may just be running out of time, Barn. Yeah, I think he is running out of time. He'll be down to four laps to go. And we were talking just a moment ago that uh, a couple of times contenders up in the points, namely Jimmy Johnson having his share of problems here today and now maybe Jeff Gordon having some problems but we pointed out that the, the, the fact that even though they're running up in the top three as, as far as points, it's not going to help the guys that are outside the top ten move up at all. No, Ryan Newman, of course, the biggest story here. He's dropped out of the top ten. 
as uh, of this moment anyway, back in the 11th position. It's now 29 points out of the top 10. And, of course, added to the list there, Jeremy Mayfield. He goes into the top 10, and that was one of their goals, to get up there and be a player in the chase for the next L Cup. Robbie Gordon also having some problems. He's dropped back a little bit in the running order. A contender to win the race here today. He's dropped back to the 16th position as we have now just over four laps to go. Tony Stewart shows the way we pick him up on the course. Tony Stewart now working off of turn number nine. Here comes Ron Fellows. Distance still about the same. Midway down the short chute, using all the finesse that a road racer needs to have here at Watkins Glen. Tony Stewart under braking. Ron Fellows right behind the top two headed to turn 11. They come down this time. There will be three laps to go here at Watkins Glen this afternoon. Tony Stewart still very much in command. Ron Fellows has been able to gain some ground on him in the last five laps, and then he'll lose some ground. This time he picks up a little bit. He's cut it down to one and six tenths seconds on Tony Stewart the leader he's got three laps left to get up there and put on a challenge to see if he can win this thing they go to turns one and two heading four two now as they've been the good to climb up the hill Tony Stewart just concentrating on hitting all his marks being smooth on the shifts keeping everything under control as he climbs the hill heads to the back straightaway with the lead in hand over Ron Fellows Tony Stewart keeps it between the powder blue guard rails on the back stretch and keeps an eye on Ron Fellows here comes Stewart back into the inner loop. Still has the advantage of 10 to 12 car lengths over second place Fellows. Then a long way back to the rest of the field. The lap car of Rusty Wallace is next in line. Tony Stewart, the race leader, keeping Ron Fellows well at bay on the short stretch. And the Canadian road racer is going to have about a lap and a half to do it. Here comes Ron Fellows. He rides in the second spot using everything that's left in that Chevrolet up through the gearbox once again. Now hard on the brakes, trying to outbreak Tony Stewart in turn 10. Advantage about the same. Ron Fellows trying to do all he can to run down Tony Stewart. And his time is running out. Just two laps to go as they come back to the start-finish line. Separation was one and a half seconds last time they crossed the strike. Here's Tony Stewart across the line. Let's see what it's marked at this time. Back to second place still, a second and a half. Casey Mears still runs third. Earnhardt Jr. fourth. Mark Martin fifth as they work their way back up into turn two. Tony Stewart just keeping Ron Fellows at arm's length as he works through the right-hand turn number three, the left-hander turn four, climbing the hill for five. Tony Stewart with things well in hand, well under control as his Chevrolet tops off the top of turn number five and heads for the backstretch. And perhaps a frustrated Ron Fellows as he's trying for all he's worth to reel in race leader Tony Stewart, but so far to no avail. Fellows in the second position, works his way back out onto the main course, out of the inner loop, still trailing Tony Stewart by some 10 car lengths. Ron Fellows running out of time as he chases Stewart back down to turn 10. And he's going to complete that right-hander that is turn number 9. Tony Stewart again midway down the short chute, headed back to the two turns, and then it's out onto the front straightaway. Tony Stewart under braking in turn 10. Ron Fellows, some 15, make it 16 car lengths back, trying to run down Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart heads down to the start finish line he'll see the white flag indicating one lap to go to get around this course and maybe go to victory lane it would be his second win here at watkins glen he's just taking the white flag and heading back into turn number one Ron Fellows lost about a tenth of a second that time. They go to turn two. Going to take a disaster now for Ron Fellows to overhaul Tony Stewart. Here they come out of the right-hand 90, turn number one. Tony Stewart heading for turn two, right on the bottom of the racetrack, right on line, everything hitting on all cylinders. Tony Stewart climbs the hill. He'll head off turn five to the back straightaway for the final time. Tony Stewart's orange Chevrolet swings wide onto the back stretch. Ron Fellows still a dozen car lengths behind the race leader. Stewart comes back into the inner 
Winter Loop for the final time this afternoon through turns 5, 6, 7, and 8. So far, so good for the leader. For the last time, he's down through turn number 9. And Tony Stewart heads off for turn 10 and possibly the checkers. Tony Stewart, one final time off of turn number 9. All that's left now is two turns and a handful of gear shifts. Tony Stewart still continues to lead by some 15 car lengths over Ron Fellows. Under braking, Tony Stewart through turn 10, headed to turn 11 and the checkered flags. Earlier in today's race, they said he had a sick stomach, had some cramps in his legs. I'll bet he's feeling good now as he comes to the start-finish line and will pick up the victory in the Sirius after Glenn, his second NASCAR Nextel Cup win of 2004 after winning several weeks ago at Chicagoland Speedway. Tony Stewart gets the win. Ron Fellows is second. Casey Mears third, Mark Martin fourth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes in in fifth. Let's go to pit road. And the celebration begins down here. There were some grim faces just about an hour and a half ago when they thought Tony Stewart was going to have to get out of the race car and all the track position that they'd have to give up. Greg Zipidelli, Jimmy Maycar, the general manager on the team. Jimmy comes down. Jimmy. These guys were awfully disappointed when they thought Tony was going to have to get out of the car. How close was he to getting out? I tell you, it was really close. Uh, Tony had an upset stomach. Stomach was really bothering him. And, but, uh, you know, as good as the car was, the guys had a great car for him to drive today. And it, I think it, uh, he realized that if he got out, he's, he's going to give up a chance of winning the race. So he just sucked it up and uh, did what he had to do. So uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty impressive for him to do that kind of thing and, and uh, do what he had to do to make it to the end. That's the words of Jimmy Maycar, the general manager at Joe Gibbs Racing as they head to victory lane. And we'll go down and visit with Tony Stewart along with the other top five finishers very shortly. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. We're back at Watkins Glen. It is all over. It is complete. The series at the Glen. And Tony Stewart has picked up his second win on this road course. And we'll go down to Victory Lane and visit with him very shortly. Finishing second was Ron Fellows. Mark Martin comes home third. Casey Mears had a great run. He finishes fourth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. salvages a real good finish. He is going to finish fifth. Let's go down to pit road right now and see if we can catch up with some of the top five. And one time in his career, Mark Martin recorded ten consecutive top five finishes at Watkins Glen. Back in the top five today. Mark, congratulations on that third place run. Well, I just got to thank the whole Viagra team for having this Taurus hooked up this good. I wish we would have started a little better or had a little bit uh, better fuel mileage, but we overcame all those fuel mileage guys there at the end and it worked out real well for us. Pat Trison is a a genius, and I just want to thank Pennzoil and Kraft Foods and... uh, Get a nice, cool drink of Gatorade. How much strategy did you guys talk about prior to the green flag dropping today, Mark? A lot. (laughs) A lot of strategy played out for Mark Martin as he comes home third. Another top five finish at a road course race. Danielle? Casey Mears earns his first ever career top five in the Nextel Cup Series. Congratulations on that, Casey. But you ran out of gas on that last lap. Yeah, we did. Um, A hell of a job by, by Jimmy Elledge. You know, made a gutsy call. He said in the driver's meeting before the race, you know, we needed to make a huge risk and try to get a good track position, and, uh, you know, we took it. And it ran out of fuel. That's why Mark Martin got by me. I ran out of fuel coming out of turn three there. And I just started wiggling the thing, and some fuel got back in it, and we crossed the start-finish line, and, you know, Dell Jr. was nice enough to push us back. But uh, just really proud of Jimmy Elge and the whole target team because they, they got us this top five today. What's been the difference over the past couple of weeks? You guys got two, two bud poles and now a top five finish today. What's been the difference in this team? I think just experience, really. I mean, uh, you know, the equipment's pretty much been the same since the beginning of the year. We've just kind of adapted to it and starting to learn more about it. Um, You know, today Jimmy just made a great call and and, uh, a lot of fun. I'm glad we're here. What a difference a year makes for Casey Mears. He finished 32nd in this race last year, fourth today. 
Ron Fellows had a good run. He finishes second, and Earnhardt Jr. came home fifth. See if we can get a word with either one of those two. Solid run for Dale Earnhardt Jr., fifth today. Pretty solid, man. Yeah. I had to hand it to my team. They put me up front with this strategy they had. The call was great. Uh, lost a little bit of brakes in the front there at the end. Couldn't hold Mark off, but uh, we had a top five in a while, and I'm uh, just real proud of my team. It was all... Uh, the Budweiser crew and uh, my spotters, everybody did a great job. Um, we had a real good card start race, just uh, kind of lost it somewhere in the middle. Physically, this place can be hard on a driver. How do you feel after 90 laps here? It's pretty tough, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Just uh, long green flag runs is where you had a little bit. Solid run for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He brings the Budweiser Chevrolet home fifth today. And he drove the wheels off that thing all day long. Let's see if we can get a word with Ron Fellows. Someone else that drove the wheels off today was Ron Fellows. Uh, finished, started 43rd today. Let's see if we can sneak in here and get a word with Ron. Ron, you started 43rd, came home in a top five today. Talk about your day. Well, I think Pete and Bono, everybody at DEI, craft uh, Food, craft uh, Foods people, Nutter Butter, Miller wafers. Um, and Monte Carlo was uh, everything we needed. And I just, all I could do was match uh, Tony at the end. And just, uh, we, we ran as hard as I could. And the car did everything I needed to do. Just not quite enough at the end there. It was, uh, I got to thank all the guys at DEI. That was uh, good hard work. A lot of fun. But, ah, second again. He's talking about his second place finish that he finished in 1999. Another runner-up today for Ron Fellows. I'll tell you what, second's not all that bad, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, he had a heck of a day here this afternoon and a very good run for uh, Ron Fellows again. Having to start at the rear of the pack, coming all the way to the front to pick up that second place run here in the Sirius at the Glen. We'll be going down to Gatorade Victory Lane momentarily to hear from Tony Stewart, who's picked up the victory here this afternoon. And, again, a, a very big day for him because, again, only his second win of the 2004 season. And overcoming the illness, uh, it's amazing how close they came to taking him out of the car. Don't you know that he's glad that he stayed in now? Oh, man, I, I, that's probably the reason he wouldn't get out. The car was just that good. I imagine if the car had been uh, really bad and couldn't do anything with it and figured he was going to finish maybe 20th or worse, but who knows. At any rate, he's in victory lane, and that's all that counts. That's going to be big uh, for him and, of course, in his chance for winning the championship this year. Of course, with the victory, that uh, keeps him there in the fourth position in the standings. Didn't move up any, but, of course, gained some points on the guys up front. We told you Jeff Gordon had taken over the point lead. Well, because he had problems late in the race, his teammate Jimmy Johnson actually went back in front as far as the championship point leader here with now four races to go before the chase for the next Tell Cup. In addition to winning the race today, the unofficial winner of the Wicks Lap Leader Award for the race is Tony Stewart. He was the eligible driver who led the most laps in the event. Brought to you by Wicks Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. Before we go to Gatorade Victory Lane, now time for Barney and me to select the winner of the Ray Bestus Break of the Race Award. We'll award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestus Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break in today's event. What do you think? Well, there's a couple of guys that come to mind. Jeff Burton is one of those. Uh, Jeff had a decent run going a couple of times, got way back in the field, caught a caution a time or two, and had made the pit stop at the right time. And his team, uh, as far as the getting men and out on pit road, making a good call at the time, 
come up with a decent finish. He will finish 12th. I can't think of anybody that got a better break, maybe. Uh, what about yourself? You see anybody on there? Uh, I think that's about the leading candidate. There's a couple of guys further back who had problems who uh, salvaged a decent finish. But being it's his last run for uh, uh, the Roush team in that particular car and uh, salvaging a good finish, I'll go along with you. So Ray Bestos Brakes, the official na- brakes of NASCAR, will award $500 in the name of Jeff Burton to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. Take a look at the rundown again. Tony Stewart will win. As we said, this is the second time Tony has won here at Watkins Glen. Ron Fellows did a magnificent job starting back in 43rd to come home in second. Finishing third was Mark Martin. Casey Mears ran fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was fifth. Kevin Harvick gets sixth. Jeremy Mayfield seventh. Ricky Rudd eighth. Matt Kenseth ninth. And Kurt Busch tenth. Eleventh goes to Bobby Labonte. Twelfth to Jeff Burton. Thirteenth to Jamie McMurray. Casey Kane gets fourteenth. Elliot Sadler fifteenth. Sixteenth to Robbie Gordon. 17th was Jeff Green, 18th was Kyle Petty, Scott Wimmer made a good recovery and gets back into 19th position, 20th is Michael Waltrip, 21st is Jeff Gordon, 22nd Joe Nemechek, 23rd Scott Riggs, 24th will go to Dave Blaney, and 25th to Rusty Wallace. Finishing, 20, yeah. finishing 26th today was Ryan Newman, uh, Dale Jarrett was 27th, Ken Schrader 28th, Tom Hubert 29th, and Brian Vickers was 30th. 31st to Tony Ave, Ricky Craven 32nd, Hermie Sadler 33rd, Brendan Gaughan was 34th, Greg Biffle 35th. Finishing 36th was Sterling Marlin, Ward Burton 37th, Morgan Shepard was 38th, 39th was Terry Labonte, Jimmy Johnson came in as a championship point leader, still leads, but barely. He finished 40th today, Todd Bodine 41st, Jimmy Spencer 42nd, and Larry Gunzelman finished in the 43rd position. As far as the championship point standings, not a lot of changes to the top seven. They stay the same as they were coming in. Jimmy Johnson leads Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is third. Tony Stewart fourth. Matt Kenseth is fifth. Sixth is Elliott Sadler. Kurt Busch is seventh. Kevin Harvick gained a spot. He's now eighth. Bobby Labonte dropped a spot. He's ninth. And Jeremy Mayfield worked his way into the top ten. He gained two positions now and is in the tenth spot. Casey Kane is now 11th. He's 24 points out of the top 10. Ryan Newman fell to 12th. He's 29 points out. Mark Martin is 13th. He's 72 out of the top 10. Dale Jarrett is 14th. He's 87 out. And Jamie McMurray is 15th. He's 99 points out of the top 10 with four races to go before the chase for the next Hell Cup. Back at Watkins Glen, again, uh, a big day for Tony Stewart, although a tough day for Tony, not feeling very well. Again, he came very close to getting out of the car early in the race. They had Boris said standing by in his pit area, but uh, instead Tony said, I'll be okay, let's wait to a caution, maybe we'll make the change. They came real close to doing it, but now I bet everybody involved is glad they didn't because his car sits in victory lane. However, he's not there. Hopefully we'll hear from Tony in a moment. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Good day here at Watkins Glen for Mark Martin, Barney. He's a former three-time winner at this track, and Mark was one of those guys outside the top ten who needed a good finish to get himself closer up there to be a contender for the chase for the next Tell Cup. He and Jeremy Mayfield both, of course, picking up giant strides. And as I said a few moments ago, Jeremy did work his way into the top ten, so a very big day for that team. Yeah, those were the only two drivers that we see up in the top ten that made a considerable gain and still have hopes of staying alive to get in the chase for the next Tell Cup. And... Uh, I tell you, the pressure is going to get more and more. We've got four races now to go before the cutoff there, and the top ten will run for the next Hell Cup. Well, I wonder what the deal is with Ryan Newman. They have just not been able to do anything over the course of the last several weeks. Uh, you know, they got that one win early on this year, but uh, since then, just things seem to be falling apart there. 
one of the winningest teams in the 2003 season. Everyone considered they'd be up near the top of the list, and now they've dropped out of the top ten with another bad run here today at Watkins Glen. Yeah, I'm sure they're all scratching their heads every time I've been around that team. The, you know, obviously, if they knew what the problem was, they'd cure it. But it has not been the best of years for Ryan Newman, particularly coming off the kind of year they had last year. I'm sure that uh, they'll be working hard and getting ready for this uh, final run. Four races remaining before we come right down to it and see who will be contending for the championship here in this uh, 2000 and four season. Again, if you didn't hear earlier, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series ran at Nashville yesterday, and the winner there was Bobby Hamilton Sr., picking up the victory in that event. Brad Layton was the winner of the uh, Bush North race here yesterday at Watkins Glen. While we got a few moments, uh, let's say a few words. Uh, I want to mention the folks that uh, were hit by the hurricane, which hit uh, Florida and the East Coast. Our thoughts and prayers with all those people. A lot of folks who are race fans, and, and some are not, whatever, it doesn't matter. Our, our fellow man uh, dealing with a lot of problems here over the last several days, and we are thinking about you, although it sounds like we're up there having a great time in, at, at the race, but I think everybody here kind of goes along with that same sentiment. We know what, what it's like. Yeah, uh, that was the sentiment of the drivers in the garage area this morning. It was also brought up at the drivers' meeting uh, that some of the guys said that they would like for us to pass along uh, the fact that uh, they, too, feel sympathy for all the people that have been affected by the weather, particularly down in, in the Florida area. Yeah, it's been uh, really tough for some of the folks down there, and they're still dealing with some problems. A lot of folks won't have electricity for another week or two. Also, our thoughts and prayers out to Pete Babb, one of the NASCAR officials who's been under the weather for the last several weeks. We understand Pete's doing a whole lot better down in Portsmouth, Virginia. I know that Elsie's taking care of you, Pete, and we hope to see you back at the racetrack real soon. And uh, hopefully that'll be next week at uh, Michigan when we go there for the, the Bush and, uh, and Cup doubleheaders. Let's check in with Winston Kelly one more time down there. Winston? Well, t- we've had a couple of situations with Victory Lane the last couple of weeks involving sponsor situation. That's not the case today. Tony Stewart got out of the car. We talked to some of his folks. Uh, one of the guys that handles his public relations says Tony was fine when he got in the race car today, but you heard us report throughout the day that he had an upset stomach along with leg cramps. He got out of the car, darted to a golf cart, came to his motor home, and they've come over and told us a couple of times that Tony definitely is going back to Victory Lane and wants to talk to everybody, but he's still very, very ill and uh, sick on his stomach so uh, tony stewart still in his motor home so it's been a good day bad day for tony stewart well again uh, no matter how bad he feels i'm sure there's a little bit of happiness there that he's gone to victory lane and picked up uh, the second uh, win of the 2004 season here at watkins Glen international again overcoming uh the, the pain that he's gone through today with the stomach problems and the leg cramps and all that he had staying in the car and also beating one of road racing's best in Ron Fellows. There's got to be a lot of satisfaction uh, for Tony Stewart in uh, accomplishing that here today. Again, next week we head off to the Michigan International Speedway, the GFS Food Market 400. Motor, Motor Racing Network coverage begins on Friday afternoon with Bud Pole qualifying. We'll bring that to you next week, along with the Cabela's 250 NASCAR Bush Series race next Saturday afternoon. From there, the series moves on to Bristol Motor Speedway. And, of course, Motor Racing Network there will bring you the Truck Series race on that Wednesday evening, August 25th, the O'Reilly 200. Then off to California Speedway for the Pop Secret 500 as we get closer and closer to the race for the Nextel Cup. From California on to Richmond, Virginia, the Chevy Monte Carlo 400. And then New Hampshire International Speedway, the Sylvania 300, as we get in to the chase for the Nextel Cup. It's just getting more and more exciting every single week. And we hope you'll stay with us each week here on the Motor Racing Network as all that continues. Be sure to tune in to NASCAR today for more from Victory Lane. Again, problems here today for Tony Stewart, not feeling very well at all. He's not celebrating and dancing in Victory Lane. 
I'm sure he would like to be because he's quite happy after picking up the victory here today in the Sirius at the Glen. Tony Stewart wins. Ron Fellows finishes in second. Mark Martin third. Fourth, Casey Mears. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes in in the fifth position. Finishing sixth today was Kevin Harvick. Seventh, Jeremy Mayfield. Eighth to Ricky Rudd. Ninth, Matt Kenseth. And tenth was Kurt Busch. That's the rundown here again at the conclusion of the Sirius at the Glen. Voices you heard from today on our broadcast included our pit road reporters, Winston Kelly, Adam Alexander, and Danielle Fry. In the turns for Motor Racing Network today, Dave Moody, Kurt Becker, and Jeff Striegel. Handling scoring for MRN Radio today, Linda Cressman. Our chief spotter was Charlie Cressman and Angel Cressman. Our broadcast engineers, Julian Vega and Anthony Bowers. Pit runners for Paul Horvath and Joe Batley. Our production assistants on MRN, David Brandt, Kay Pinchbeck. Kurt and Carla Snyder and Steve Blevins. Again, tune in for NASCAR today. Hopefully we'll have word tomorrow from Tony Stewart on his win here at Watkins Glen. NASCAR Live on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern with Eli Gold talking to the stars of NASCAR Racing. And listen for the world of racing with commentary from NASCAR drivers on the issues of the day. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Tony Stewart, who's picked up the win in the Sirius at the Glen here at Watkins Glen International. MRN Radio. Coverage of the Sirius at the Glen has come to you from Watkins Glen International. Sponsored by Raybestos. Have your brakes checked every year and ask for Raybestos. The best in brakes by Team Valvoline. Racing is how they make their products better. They're not just on the car. They're in it. By Alltel, we do wireless the way you do wireless. Alltel, you got that right. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, fueling drivers' thirst to win for over 25 years. Gatorade, is it at you? By Husqvarna, tough name, tough equipment. For the dealer nearest you, call 1-800-HUSKY-62. By Budweiser, grab a cold, fresh Budweiser because fresh beer tastes better. By Labor Ready, the nation's leader in temporary labor by Sunoco Gasoline. If it's good enough for NASCAR, it's good enough for your car. By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR available at Sears. Craftsman makes anything possible. Sears. Where else? By Wachovia. So you can bank any way, any place, any time. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Action Performance, the choice of champions for NASCAR licensed diecast collectibles and apparel. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See Featherlight at www.featherlightusa.com. By Mack Trucks and Incorporated two-way communications by racing radios for trackside rental and sales visit the track scan vendor an authorized affiliate of racing radios and by viagra sildenafil citrate ask your doctor if viagra is right for you today's broadcast was directed by ryan horn the executive producer of mrn is david hyatt this broadcast has been a production of the motor racing network This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Don't want to wait weeks for your tax refund? Visit Jackson Hewitt Tax Service today. File your taxes with Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro how you could get $500 to $4,000 fast with a no-fee refund advance. Money when you need it. A 0% APR loan from Metabank available on a prepaid card fast, like today fast. Term supply. Visit jacksonhewitt.com today. That's Jackson Hewitt.